I wanted a career in which everything would matter. Because I'm motivated by something bigger than myself. So I joined the CIA. And now I help protect our families, our friends, and every fellow American. Here, my abilities contribute to our mission. Agency professionals have extraordinary integrity and exceptional talents. And every day, we do work that's incredibly important. Find out how everything you do in your career can impact our nation. Visit cia.gov careers to learn more and apply. The world is always on. But you shouldn't be. Put junk sleep to bed. At Mattress Firm's Black Friday Now Sale, save up to 60% on Sealy with queen mattresses starting at $279.99. Talk to a sleep expert today and unjunk your sleep. Podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day. We have new video from a crash that sent welterweight boxing champion Errol Spence Jr. to the intensive care unit. The crash ejected the boxer, but miraculously, he is expected to be okay. TheBoxingBoys.com It's been a miracle, and I'm a blessing for God that, you know, I haven't had anything serious that to have me out for a year or two. It just would have been, you know, ended my career. Uh-huh. Now, none of them guys... I wish that I wasn't back so fast, but I am back, and I want to fight the top names in the division. I, I have to ask you about your eye. Uh, uh, we were all worried about you when you had to pull out of the Manny Pacquiao fight. I want to fight. So, uh, I mean, you could have got back. Yeah, one eye. I got another eye. So. WBC and IBF welterweight champion of the world. That's why I sat back and I told people I didn't want to tune up fight. You know, I've been getting a second chance in life. Now we're getting the third chance at boxing. Nobody's going to chance proper. You know, it's big fish on this side too that, you know, I got to fry. Like I said, I'm going to get these belts over here. Then I'm going to come take Terrence Crawford belt because I said I'm going to be on this visit. What's the way champion of the world? SDS Promotions. What up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another morning edition of the Boxing Voice Radio. I am your host, Nesta Gibbs. Find me on TikTok at Nesta Gibbs, but catch me on Instagram and Twitter at NestGCO. Today, I'm joined alongside Adrian Rowan, a.k.a. the coach. What's going on? Hey, hey I'm in Vegas. Uh, seen, a little bit of Fremont, seen a little bit of Fremont Street. Uh, it was it was beautiful. The lights ain't got no sleep because I got on that late-ass flight, but... Uh, I'm here, ready to talk about uh, the Earl Spence fight, ready to call the fights. I'm excited. I'm glad. I'm glad that you obviously were available and could make it out. You know, you are definitely part of the community, and uh, I'm sure they're going to be excited to see you here in studio doing your thing. But uh, I see you got your old school boxing club shirt on. Talk to us a little bit about uh, your, your, your boxing club, champ. 
Man, it's going well. You know, my my fighters are getting victories. Uh, Carlos um, has gone on to be undefeated so far. We're fighting in Arroyo, Illinois um, on the 23rd. Um, Kevin's gone on to win. So, I mean, it's going really, really well, really well. We're opening up a second location out in Fort Atkinson, so we're going to start doing that. Um, You know I bought a ring, so I'm going to put the ring up in that – that location where I have the space. Nice. Um, but it, it's growing nicely. It's growing nicely. Um, doing some work with pros, but uh, I'm just trying to grow the business and the brand because it's a passion. I don't expect it to make me rich, but I just enjoy doing it, you know? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And you're still so young that you just never know, man. You might end up being rich uh, from boxing. You know, <clears throat> there's plenty of trainers that are very well off. Uh, one of them being Derrick James, right? Having two unified champions in Jermel Charlo and Earl Spence Jr., who's going to be putting those unified titles on the line versus Jordanis Urgas. And that's going to be happening Saturday at the AT&T Stadium. Danny, a.k.a. Ringwalk, will be in the building. He is actually should have landed by now, hopefully safely, and uh, will be at the weigh-ins. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, I've I've talked about it. I've heard Danny's opinion on it. But you know, it's been a minute since I've seen you. So, um, where are you with this fight? Which way are you leaning? Uh, are you excited? Have you felt the build up? I don't know. Um, you know, to be honest, I just like Earl Spence a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do. Um, I'm picking him to beat Ugas. I don't think it's going to be an easy fight. I think the only problem is, I mean, we could be overlooking Ugas. I mean, that's what Manny Pacquiao did. And, uh, yeah, he got beat pretty bad. But I'm looking for Earl Spence to um, hopefully stop Ugas. But to be honest, he hasn't stopped his last couple opponents. So, I mean, I don't know if that's really going to happen. But he's promising a knockout. And I really want to see where his eye is at. I mean, let's just face it. That's a real question. That's a serious surgery. How is the eye going to hold up, especially with his fighting style? I mean, I think his quote was, don't worry about the eye, I got another one or something like that. Um, And he did say in another quote that it was all right. Um, But speaking of the knockout, uh, he did say if Ugas fought in the manner that he fought Manny Pacquiao, he would stop him early. Do you believe that? Do you believe he still can get a stoppage or, you know, or you think, you know, ain't no more man down? No, I think there's still man down. And, I mean, that's probably because I'm a big fan. Okay. Um, so I still I still think there's man down. Um, I just don't know if Ugas is another champion. He did beat Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, we can say that Pacquiao got old overnight, but that's still Manny. That's the same Manny that beat Keith Thurman. People need to remember that. And uh, Ugas handled him. He outboxed him. And I think his style could be tough. And I think a fighter that doesn't want to get uh, put out isn't going to get put out. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at uh, Ryan Garcia's opponent. Shit, he just ran the whole time. Like, he wasn't going to get knocked out. You know what I mean? So I think when you got a good fighter who realizes that maybe he could be stopped, I mean, I think some of those fighters are good enough to control, like, whether or not they're going to get knocked out or whether they're going to try to make it the distance and just uh, fight to survive or try to get a points victory. I mean, they're both champions, so to me... There's not too much bias. The only thing is the politics of we know what fight most of us want to see. And if Ugas upsets the Which Apple is Park, what? Which is what exactly? <laughs> Bud versus Spence. Okay. We all want to see that. 
It needs to happen. No, I don't know. There's some people out there that want to see Crawford versus Thurman. Um, but I'm sure you're right. I'm sure that the 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 overwhelming public probably wants Earl versus Crawford. Listen, the more and more we push it off, it's going to be like that Pacquiao Mayweather. We're just pushing it off further and further and further. And we're giving them reasons. Oh, you know, but now... Someone's going to have three belts, someone's going to have one, and they can undispute. And there's no reason why they shouldn't do that. I mean, if Canelo goes and undisputes, uh, what, Josh Taylor undisputed, we're seeing more of these guys start to undispute uh, the divisions, and I think that's important um, to start to consolidate the belts because the big complaint is there's too many belts, too many versions of belts. We want an absolute champion, someone who we can say is the best at their weight division. Yeah, man. Yeah. How likely do you think an upset is? I've been seeing some uh, true professionals calling for the upset. Um, you know, most recently, we spoke about it yesterday, right here in Vegas, uh, Lou DeValle, who was the former trainer of Badu Jack, was in our uh, very own uh, Instagram comment section saying that he's uh, leaning the upset. And just many others. I mean, I'm going to go through some of my comments to see if I can pick out any uh, popular names, but it seems like one or two people, let's say, are picking Ugas for the upset. Do you see it? I mean, he handled Manny Pacquiao pretty good. I know those are two completely different fighters, so, you know, styles make fights, but, I mean, upsets happen. Mm-hmm. When champions fight champions, it happens. I mean, Ugas beat the person who was really the champion, not on paper, so I think that there's a chance always that you can upset somebody. And two, I mean, car accident, eye surgery. He's fought, uh, he fought uh, Garcia, right? And we weren't, he said he was what, 80% of himself? Isn't that what he said? Was it 80? 80 or 70? 70 or 80% of himself. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. He says he's 100%. He says he's ready to go and he's going to uh, knock him out. So I'm ready to see that Earl in the ring. Mm. Not the one that beat up Mikey for 12 rounds, but, you know, man down Earl Spence. Strap season Earl Spence. Do you consider man down Earl Spence? Was was that version of him in the porter fight because he got a knockdown late? Is that is man down getting a knockdown or is man down that man staying down? I think man down for me is that man staying down. Okay. Because, um, I mean, what's his uh, knockout percentage ratio? Earl? Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll have that for you in a sec. Yeah, I mean, I think he stopped quite a few people. But let's be honest. I mean, as you step up in competition, people get harder to knock out. Mm-hmm. It's better It's better competition. Um, and we see it all the time. I mean, look at uh, just recently, um, the Rosado fight. I mean, I won't lie. I, I was thinking Rosado was going to win too. Versus Mosley. Yeah, because I remember I pick, him from I picked the contest- him. Yeah. I remember him from the contender. I remember the series, and it was cool that you had him on here. I was busy and everything, but you know, I wanted to ask him what it was like, you know, living in the shadow of your dad, because that's got to be tough. Every boxing gym you go to, everybody wants a piece of you, and they really want to work you over. That's got to be a different kind of pressure. Here's to the great American settlers, the millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, Hey, I'm no settler. I'm an explorer. 
Spreaker.com, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today. With that name, and I was, uh, I don't know if anybody asked him that, but uh, I was curious of that. But, like, look at that fight. I mean, it went completely the other way. It did. It did. Um, Does the sun shine on a dog's ass twice back to back? Because obviously not everyone believes Ugas beat Pacquiao um, convincingly, definitively. Some believe it was luck. Some believe he got lucky. Some believe just Pacquiao was old and he just got lucky. Um, it's not that he's great or he's good. He just beat an old guy. It's how some are going into this fight is all I'm saying. But um, does Luck strike twice? I mean, we'll find out. I don't think Luck strikes twice. I think if you get lucky, you get lucky once. I mean, uh, look at Buster Douglas. You know, I mean, let's be honest. Let's look at Andy Ruiz. Mm. Okay? Look, look at those guys. Yeah, it happened, but they didn't follow up. Yeah. Now Ugas has to follow up because think about it. He really put himself in position. He beat Manny. We'll say he upsets Spence. Now he's in line. You sound to be, good, uh, but I still want you to get closer to the mic so you can sound a whole lot better. I got you. I got you. <laughs> but, like, if he does that and goes undisputed, I mean, I think that would be history. Like, you beat the legend, whether you think he's old or not, right? Mm-hmm. Then you go ahead and you beat Earl Spence. Mm-hmm. Man down, big fish, and say you go on to do the unthinkable and then beat Bud. That would you're be you're talking Ugas. Yeah. That's what but I'm just saying, like you say that, that'll you be lightning lucky. in a bottle. Right. <laughs> like, do you get lucky twice? I don't think so. I think you actually have to be good to do it twice. Cause now you're going against the unified champion. Yeah. Yeah, man, uh, I'm excited for this one. This undercard is also really stacked. They've got a lot of good welterweights on this one. Uh, I think I'm most excited undercard-wise probably for uh, Batiev and Stenonius. I think uh, I can't pick a winner in that, you know, even though I think on record I did go with – Batiev, I just think he's like a little bit tougher. He cheats, you know, he's like <laughs> using forearms. He's he's shoving you. You know, he really, he really hurt Jamal James, you know. He put he, he he's like a grinder, bro. I don't know. I'm going the other way just because really? he did the interview. You okay. know, so I And mean, that's what I And I, I don't know the other I don't know the other guy well enough. Mm-hmm. If I'm being honest, I don't watch other guys' fights like that. Mm-hmm. So after hearing him on the show, I'm gonna go with him just because I know him from the show. And honestly, I felt the same way. I felt like, damn, do I go with the guy that I've interviewed three times? I'm invested in him. Um, or do I go with this guy that that I wouldn't want to fight? That like I would, you know, in that fighter meeting, I'm like, bro, you know this dude uses elbows, right? Like you you know he be cheating in the clinch, right? Like you better watch out for that shit. Like, cause that dude's a fucking cheater. He gets away with it too. So, you know, Stanonia said that he's uh aware of it and that he's ready. But I don't know that anybody could be ready for, like, consistent, like, you know, you're in a clinch. The ref says break, so you relax. My man just, like, elbows you or forearms you in the throat. Like, I don't know. This dude's pretty rough and tough, I tell you. Um, I know Jamal James. 
you know, he'll attest to that. And he did, because I asked him, like, bro, did you think he, he was a dirty fighter? Like, when we interviewed him, and even Stanonius thinks he's a dirty fighter. So we'll see who's going to be the referee, because I think that's important. Because not only is he dirty, but he's very active, bro. Like, Batiev lets those hands go. Um, he's always working, and, like, he's, he'll use his head. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. That's why that's the one I think that I'm most interested in. I'm trying to think, like, who else is on this? I don't know, but if you know you're going into a fight like that and you've seen that guy over and over again, you should be coming up with a plan in the gym and not show that guy any respect. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, if someone's being dirty, putting elbows on you, doing all sorts of stuff, and you're still showing respect, I mean, they're going to do it all night. I don't know, man. So then so then you're saying go out there and fight his fight. I'm just saying, like, listen, if he do something dirty to you a few times, you know, just let him know, okay, but I can I can get you back too. Get his respect. Get him to be like, okay, maybe I shouldn't keep doing that because he's gonna do it to me. Cause listen, if he's leading with his head, I mean, do you want to risk a but cut? But that's the thing. That's the thing. If if he does it to you, you do it to him. Now you're fighting his fight. So he has you right where he wants you. Like he needs to be outboxed. You can't go in there trying to brawl with that dude. I'm not saying that, I'm I not, think not that's what saying, he wants. I'm not saying necessarily brawl, but every once in a while, let him know. I mean, you got to outbox guys like that. People who are just going to bring pressure. You need to keep distance. You need to pick your shots. You need to frustrate them. Um, but at the same time, you need to let them know, too, if they come in close with the dirty tactics, you know, you're willing to give a little elbow back, too. Well, Batiev had this to say. He says, my win against Jamal James was a, a good win. And it's given me more confidence moving forward. I'm just as hungry as Stenonius is, and I know what to expect from him. I'm completely ready. This is the kind of fight I like to be in. I like to make it tough in there and bang with my opponent on the inside. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Excuse me. But you see, he's ready for that. <laughs> like, that's what he wants. He needs a margarito, man. Uh, he goes on to say, it's a big honor to be on this card. It's easily one of the best cards of the year, and it's a great opportunity to show off my skills and my boxing. Once I stepped into the gym, my trainer, Joel Diaz, he told me I'm the best welterweight out there and that I'm going to become a champion. Now we have that belt. I'm growing and getting better with every fight. The main event is a great fight. I'm looking forward to seeing who wins that fight. I can face them next. I don't want to make any predictions for that fight. I have a goal, and that's to stop my opponent. That's what I'm looking forward to doing. So, uh... I like his confidence without a doubt, but I do want to touch on the fact that it, he said it's a big honor to be on this card and it's easily one of the biggest, excuse me, one of the best cards of this year. And I think he's absolutely right. Like when you consider this undercard, you know, this is one great welterweight fight. Then you have uh, Cody Crowley taking on Josecito Lopez in the welterweight division. Then you have uh, Jose Venezuela, a.k.a. Rayo, taking on Francisco Vargas, a former champion. Uh in the 135-pound division. Gamboa, Isaac Cruz in that same division. And they're facing off in each other on this card. Obviously, you got Ugas and Spence. And I believe I'm forgetting Brandon Lee and Zachary Ochoa. I mean, it's a freaking stacked card. Like That's what's up, though. That's, I like that's, it. That's what like we need, it. though. Think nah, about you it. do. Especially when you're spending money. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, at least we're getting our money's worth. I mean, the problem is... With some of these pay-per-views, 
You're paying. What are you paying for? You're paying for the main event and and nothing. Usually, just the main event. You're absolutely right. You know uh, what? What was the last good one? Wasn't it uh, Fury uh, Wilder two? They had a really good under. Yes. One, yeah, they had like an yes. excellent undercard. Yes. And and honestly, I think this might be better. Some might say um, that. The, the last one was better because obviously a lot of people are more attracted to heavyweights. You had Jared Anderson on there, plus you had cross-promotion fights. Um, but I believe this is a very properly stacked card. Uh, it looks like you might have never sent the guest confirmation. Which one? Bernie. <laughs> I went through this this morning. I asked you, do you want me to text him? And you said no. Oh, I didn't even hear that. I didn't hear that. I thought you did that last night. Oh my God. <laughs> Honestly, like I thought like when I, let me see what I sent you. This is crazy. All right. Maybe it's me. Maybe I have a lack of communication or I'm not direct enough. It's maybe. all good. It's all good. Maybe. It's no, no biggie. Look, it would have been good to get him on. Maybe he'll still come on. Let me see. Yeah. Can you put him anywhere between 615 and 745? You said this is for tomorrow, right? I said, yes. You said word. Got it. I thought you just been on the calendar and that you told him. But how can you just put him anywhere without finding out which time between those times work for him? I thought that's what you were going to do. Like, like what I asked you, was there a window? And this is cool. This is like, look, it's not, he's, he's recording, but it's not really necessary because this is live. So there's no behind the scenes. But, yeah, all right, I'll try and be more direct. I, um, that's why I gave you the login so you could have just finished the conversation with him. But because uh, he said send me the info, so we never sent it. So we we might as well cancel that Zoom because I'm sure. What time is it in, in Mountain Time? Was that Nebraska? Is what time? Do you ask? I think it's I think it's Mountain Time. Mountain. So they're one hour ahead of us. Mountain Time is an hour ahead. Yeah. So it's seven twenty five. I mean, we could try him, but we're really booked this because if we he's if he's not on time, we're gonna run in. Don't we got a seven o'clock or seven thirty? We got seven thirty. All right, we could try them. Yeah, live um, booking. We're going to get this right. We're going to get this right together as a team. That's pro- Again, my bad. My bad. I thought it was like, you know, you were just going to check most of these. Because there's a lot here to like. Okay, that's know. clear now. <laughs> I'm going to miss Kian. You're going to miss me when yeah. I'm gone? Yeah, I mean, you you know, you're not gonna. Once the other guy comes, you're like, you're gonna have to leave. They 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 pull you in so many different places. He's not just a producer. That's the sad part. It's like I said, he's like little Pat and shit. So, you know, he won't be here long. <laughs> I mean, I think the 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 card itself. It depends on what weight class you like. Like you said, I mean, if you like the bigger guys, you like the last one. Mm-hmm. If you like the welterweight division and smaller divisions, you're gonna prefer this one. But either way, I mean, at least we're getting our money's worth. All right, so in uh, that, because of that, so so who is coming on without a doubt is Xavier Miller, the trainer of Dillian White. Dillian White is taking on Tyson Fury, and that's happening at seven thirty. No, like six forty-five, right? Today we have Dewey Cooper and Jamar Pemberton. All right, we have a real lack of communication here. What? Let me go through these texts here. Let me kill Kean today. <laughs> but yeah um, I can't wait for the fight though I mean it's been a while since we've seen uh, 
Errol Spence fight, for me at least. Like, it feels like Garcia was a long time ago. Garcia. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Mikey, you talking about. Right? No, Danny. Oh, you mean the last fight? Yeah. Okay. It, well, it, it has been, isn't it, a year? Yeah, it feels it feels like it has to be like a year. Probably a little bit more. Because he, he was going to fight Pac, then he got the surgery, uh-huh. and then he had to heal from the surgery. Yesterday, 2.30 p.m. Hmm. Hmm. What? 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 I'll just uh, put a nice exclamation point on it. Yeah, to go Boop. For it. I let everyone in the studio know. <laughs> you see it? It's all good. It's all good. We're, we're going to make it work. So Dewey Cooper's coming in at 7.30? We're fucked, man. Well, I mean, we're, we're probably still good because this is 2.45 London time, which is, I believe, 6.45 our time. So we'll make it work. We'll make it work. We'll give him that Zoom link from earlier. We'll make it work. It's all good. Oh, so he's. I just... told you, you're pulled in many different ways. There's no way you can. You have to demand an assistant. There's no way. Bro. No, we just shouldn't be doing this over text. Why not? Uh, well, you're the only. Remember, you're the only one that can add, so I have to text it to you. But also, we just have the Zoom. It's like always open, so he can just if he's there, we'll just be able to open it up. Yeah, like yeah, no, no. I'll just give that same. That's what I'm saying. I'll give that same Zoom link to to X, and uh, let him let him jump on that. And we should still be good because he's six forty five. So we're twenty minutes out. Twenty minutes out. We having a rough morning. <laughs> ain't nothing. Ain't it Friday? It's Friday. You know. Right, right. Look, we got a super chat from Chick Chickarelli. Chick. I just did my bio. Guess what, guys? You liked it? Very much? Or uh, you've seen better? Let me see. It's all right. Ooh. (laughs) Let me see. Did you not read it? I read it. Well, because I was about to, you know, the people know um, that I haven't spoken to Mario since fucking Border Wars, but I, (laughs) I did reach out and give him this paid opportunity to get this stuff done for my producer, Kian, that we needed. And I don't know, Kian, you didn't like it? No, I liked it. It's just, I mean, it was long, dude. Oh, they do call Mario long-winded. That's always been a thing, I promise you. But I feel like he got everything, you know? And that's why I chose him. He knows us from the beginning, and that's what you see in there. I like, like it. Is it too much information, though? No, because I think that uh, Chick, Chick, what is it? Chick Chickarelli is gonna condense it. So that's his job. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Speaking of Chick Chickarelli, he sends a nice fat ten dollars super chat. He says, "Thanks a lot, Adrian." Sarcasm. Now you're convincing me that my Ugas underdog bet is based on him being lucky against Pacquiao. Now I'm rethinking the upset. Laughing out loud emoji, crying out loud emoji, and I. What is that? Is that like, um, hmm, you're younger than me, Trev. I need you to look at that emoji. Austin, what is that? It's like, uh, it's he's like, like, he's like in a daze. Yeah. He's like, oh, I don't uh, know what to think. Oh, that's like that emoji. I mean, that, 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 uh, the meme. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> bro, why, <laughs> bro, why does that sound like, uh, like a, a, a farm animal or something. <laughs> these sound bites. These sound bites. Don't worry, chick. It's just an opinion. You know. I mean, you gotta go. But you gotta bet based off what you think. I'm just saying. 
Yeah, man. I mean, listen, underdog bets, you should never be afraid to put something on an underdog because if you hit, you know, you're always in the green. Just, you know, bet responsibly. A little $10 bet on the underdog never goes uh it can never be wrong. It can never be wrong. I mean, what is Ugas? He's got to be like almost a four to one, you know? You know, I have no clue. You know, I still don't bet yet, Ness. Wow. I know. I know. You know Terrible. what is funny? My girl tells me, she's like, you need to start betting. You're picking right. Like, we could be winning money and exactly. you're just not betting anything. Exactly. <laughs> so look at that. Ugas right now is a plus 430. So even if you, like, bet $10, you make $43 plus your 10 back if he wins. Uh, we have something there. Oh, oh, you're showing the betting lines. Yes, thank you. Um, so yeah, it's like if you believe in the underdog, bro, you bet a pack of cigarettes or less. You know what I'm saying? You're still gonna quadruple your money. Like, are you mad because you wanted to bet more? That's on you. You know because yes, a hundred on this line is a lot sexier. You put a hundred on that, you make four thirty. 430 plus your 100 back. So, you know, that's pretty good. But check this out. The over is minus 290. So that means the bookies think this shit is going all the way to the final rounds, you know, um, because under 10 and a half rounds, meaning someone knocks someone out before 10 and a half rounds, that's at a plus 235, which is high. So they're trying to entice you to bet on that because it's high. Because it's like you put 100, you make that 235 plus your 100 back. So it doesn't look like it's likely that this knockout happens. Not to say that it doesn't, right? You know, Earl can still shock us. But according to the bookies, there will be no knockout. Didn't you have the guy who came in the studio and said he's hitting harder than ever? That was Marvis Jarvis, yes. Yes. I was trying to get him in studio um, but he's busy, man. He's got a couple of guys on the undercard. He's a trainer as well. Uh, so couldn't get him. But he's got a huge YouTube channel. He's got like 325,000 subs. He be doing like skits and shit. He on some acting shit. He's, I got you. I got you. It's pretty you. dope, though. He's, he's you know, he's, he's he's doing his thing. I actually sent our producer. I know he's, he's you know, it's not even fair to call him producer because he's like wearing 3,000 hats. But I sent Ken some stuff. On some pretty popular people. Did you find out what movie that kid was in? I know I've seen him in a movie I've before. I think he's on, in the I've Rockies. I've seen him all over TikTok, too. Yeah, but he was in a movie movie mm-hmm. um, where he like plays some sort of crime boss enforcer. It's hilarious. Let me see if I can pull up his picture. because I know kid? some. It's a kid. Oh, shit. Bernie said, let's go. So we're fucked. All right. Now we're officially <laughs> fucked. Okay? But we're going to still make it work. We're going to send Bernie that link, too. Bring them both on. Fuck it, man. Um... And we'll we'll get them off at forty five when X is ready. Fuck it. I mean, all right. And then we got to go to my little kid. What's my man? Yeah, I know him. He's soup. Yo, or we could. Do- I really want him on the show too. He's got five point like four million followers. So my son probably knows who he is. His name is uh, Javon Wana Walton. He's pretty Let me get young. A screen share. He's pretty young, but he's been in all. I'm telling you, he's been in movies. Everything I've seen him in the movies. Uh, and he's obviously going to be a future world champ, according to him and his dad. Um, he's been on, I think, uh, Billions. I'm sure um, I'm sure this is a, probably he's a scene. He's on Euphoria. He was a drug dealer in one movie. I mean, he, the kid, he's not even four. He's on Euphoria, the HBO oh, show. Yes! Yes, I've seen him on that, too. No, he's he's 
He's gotten a little bigger. He was he was he was even more popular when he looked younger, but you know he's 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 growing now. Um, and this is his dad right here. He's got like two hundred and something on on Insta. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't. I don't. I can't really remember the big movie he's media. been on, but I wanted to screen share this because someone will tell you the big movie he's been on. He played a couple of big roles, which I was like, whoa. Okay. The one, the HBO show Euphoria is his biggest role for sure. You think so? 100%. I think if we IM, should we IMBD him? IMDB. Oh, is IMDB? IMDB. IMDB. Oh, so maybe, no, he said Euphoria out now, HBO Max, partner with Toxic Skull Club, never heard of them. Based on his Instagram, it looks like he was in like an animated film. The Adams Family 2, 2021. Ah, that's a, Movies that's a and big... TV shows. See, here we go. Here oh, we go. okay. So he putting in some work. Nah, I'm telling you. I've seen him. I knew him on movies. I think he played one of the Rocky or the Creeds. I'm telling you. I just got to find his IMB. Here yeah, everyone thinks that it was uh, Michael B. Jordan, but it was actually this little kid. It was in uh, Creed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, known for... Academy Umbrella. That's an. I, I did see that. Umbrella that was, Academy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't that? Um, I said it's totally I even, backwards. I didn't even. Wasn't see it that on uh, it Prime? Was a it was a Netflix thing. Netflix. I think. Okay, I did I know watch it. Was it was a big though. streaming thing though. Yeah, I didn't watch that at all. Nope. Somebody said the Hollywood voice, as if they're pissed that we're talking about uh, movies and stuff in the chat. Oh, who's oh, that? The Hollywood who's that? voice. Who's that? Take the screen share down. I'm gonna go find them now. Who's We're gonna this? find out where you live. Oh, it's Rue, of course. Of <laughs> course it's you. Of course it's you, Rue. Uh, but we are waiting on Bernie. He is available, it looks like, and then we'll be getting uh oh, he don't have Zoom. <laughs> Can't you just click the link without having Zoom? It's on your phone, you need the app. Download the app. Man, let me tell let me send him this message because we ain't got that time. We 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 gotta uh we ain't got that type of time. We gotta um Lock this in. You know you deal with nothing but dinosaurs, man. It, it took it took you bothering me for a couple years for me to get an iPhone. I know. <laughs> Champ, I need you to download the app, or if not, uh, we're going to run out of time because we do have another trainer scheduled a little bit after you, and we've already lost seven minutes of your interview time. We could always reschedule you. Yeah. So, show business. This is what I'm saying. This is why I hate having guests. Because you expect someone to show and it didn't show. But shout out to Shakur. I keep forgetting this is my camera. Shout out to Shakur for showing up and making TBV great. That was a fantastic interview. If you haven't already caught that, check it out. It's on yesterday's flagship show where not only did we preview and predict all this weekend's action, but so did Shakur make his predictions on the Ugas fight. Did you watch it? Do you know who he picked? Nah, nah. I was... Uh, but you guessing uh, what? Who who's who you who's guessing he, he picked? Uh, he cool with Earl, but he sparred Ugas. I'm thinking he picked Earl. Yeah, you think, you're thinking right. You're thinking right. <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking right. Um, so, let me see. What did he just say? Okay, I can't make this one. Okay. Next time, champ. So we lost Bernie. Okay, next time, champ. I mean, do you think a lot of people are just picking Spence because they want to see Spence Crawford? Absolutely. Absolutely. That is a 
freaking amazing thing to bring up because you're right. I, there are those zombie mentalities out there that they're just like, I want to see Spence and Crawford. You're right. You're absolutely right. And they won't give Ugas a shot. I might be one of those guys, though. I'm going to be real. Only because I do this show and I've been in boxing so long do I want an upset because I know it's good for the sport. It's like something fresh. And and look at what happened to Andy when he upset AJ. Yes, all those years removed. It's it, you know it's it's like he's going backwards, poor guy. But at, after that upset, it was like boom, he exploded, you know, and a star was born. And that's why he was able to go to pay per view after. That's why he's able to now to get this fight on Triller for more money than people probably expect. So. Yeah, man. I, I I don't know. It you know, upsets are good for the sport. They are. They I are. mean, Triller also is like they're still overpaying, right? Are they still one are cause they came in overpaying people? They're paying well from what I hear, yes. Because yes, like, cause I own. remember speaking to Michael Hunter and he got a four fight deal and you know, that's why he didn't take the Hergovich fight. He's like, yo, <laughs> they paying me well. And I get it. When you haven't been paid well and you're getting a four fight deal on a network that Let's be real. It's hard for them to get an Andy Ruiz. Like, we weren't expecting that. <laughs> like, so so Michael Hunter is kind of safe, so to speak, over there on Triller. Like, what heavyweights do they got? You know what I'm saying? And even if they would have, even if Andy beats Spung and Triller's allegedly building up to an Andy versus Hunter fight, Hunter's like, bring it on. I've been sparring him all my life. We was in the gym. I helped him get ready for, for both AJ fights. So win-win. Win-win. Right. I mean, they're just getting they're getting paid. It's just like when the zone came in and overpaid people. That I mean, that's the thing. Like I just seen so many times where they got overpaid, and then I was talking on the back uh the back call with some of them and looking at like what Earl's making now, you know, how those deals are set up for them to make money. You know, you get this much guaranteed up front, which doesn't look like a whole bunch. But if it sells well, that other percentage, that back end money always makes up for it. For sure. If if they perform. Because the thing is, it's a business, right? So when these guys come out, they do their press conferences, like even with touching on Dillian White, uh, you know, not showing up to his press conference. Like you want it to sell out. And obviously that stadium selling out, um, I'm sure the pay-per-view is going to be great, but it's like you're marketing yourself because if you're getting paid off the back end, the more buys you get, the more money you get. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I am with you, man. Um, I think they did some good promotion, but I felt like they turned it up this final week. Do you feel like you felt the hype for this fight? To be honest with you, Mm -hmm. this fight? That's what I want. No. Okay. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Like, I just, I didn't watch the uh, the, the episode, all access, all access, not I'm, even one. Nope. Okay, I watched only one. I didn't get to watch two. I'm, I, I was, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like you, extremely busy. Yeah. But damn, you didn't even get one in. Nah, I've been, I've been busy, man. I've been trying to wow. run my three businesses, man, and it's crazy. There's no, just so much you, going man. on. You a hustler? You, you know, you we, a hustler, homie. <laughs> We throw in our own first show, um, amateur show, on June 25th. So, wow. Yeah. I got Is a it going to be in Oconomowoc? No, no, no. It's going to be at our uh, new gym facility because it's like three levels. It's huge. It's giant. So and George finally bought a building. 
Yeah, he well, he's got a partner with that building. But, oh, it, but new when guy I say in it's town. Gi- when I say it's giant, I mean, bruh. Mm. It, it's so So huge. is it like one of those? What's the giant ones out here on the West Coast? Like li- Lifetime? Y'all yes, all- yes. You always talk about that when I go out to Milwaukee. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, whatever, wherever I'm at. It's close there. to comparable to that in like size, but he's got like his jujitsu. Do you know stuff. the square footage? Nah. That no. I, it was it was giant. It took us like 10 minutes to walk around. No, it would have been good, you know, and just drop your square footage on the table. Because, <laughs> because our building is pretty big itself. I cannot wait. I wish, honestly. I hate that we're getting, I mean, no offense to Sticky Paws, uh, but I hate that we're getting guests here because it's like, like now I got to get Shakur again in the new building. <laughs> Almost like wasted potential. And it kind of, it's kind of like, hey, we got we to gotta ramp it back up. Exactly. Um, yo, for real, it's just like that new building is Nuts. so sexy. Like there is a location where eventually we're going to have Info Joe live cooking Puff Puff Pastries. Like, they literally gave me clearance. Like, yo, you could, have, you could, you could do a whole show right here. Man, I, like, better, I, better, I better get an invite to that. That's all I'm saying. Come on, bro. You, <laughs> actually, uh, you're the first, you're the first, um, you're the first guy I, I flew in. What are you talking about? There we go. There we go. This guy, this guy, <laughs> he needs a physical trophy, huh? He doesn't notice that. You're the first co-host I flew in, champy. Yeah, man, listen. I always said it. Y'all know we... Fucking fucking camera! I do need a little label now. I, got, I, I, I said it yesterday, but yo, I keep talking to this one. It's because the screen's here. That's what it is. Right. But uh, I've always said it. Never leave a man behind. That's been my motto. And here you are, champ. Don't worry. Listen, and there's more to come. Bo will be here today as well. Did you ever meet Bo? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, several, yeah, yeah, yeah. Several times. Yeah, because he's times. always at Border Wars. That's right. That's right. See? Another great reason that Bo is here, you know? He's been around. So it's, 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 it's about to get... Official man, man, he need to bring them them Steelers colored Nikes he has. He keeps saying he gonna let me cop those ah. those joints, and I'm just it just never happens. So Bo, I know you coming on a plane. I'm just saying if you can bring them black and yellow joints. Oh man, he's already he on about. his way. He uh, he texts me like I don't know five or I don't know four. What time was it? A four forty seven that he was leaving Atlanta, so he had a he had a stop. Um, but. Yeah, man, you in Vegas where it's nice and legal. How was that first L? Oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm not going to lie. So, right, he brought that pack wood. That well, back, well, back home. Seems interesting. Back home. I, I just seen it at the dispensary, but I didn't get it. They didn't have it anymore. So, back home, they have the, like, the um, the THCO or whatever, but they're pack woods, right? So, I, I went and bought a few of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and my girl tried them. And it was it was all right. But you gotta have, get closer but, to the but mic. Have it, but These but having that are up. like make him get closer to the mic. No, 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 don't turn it down. Just get closer to it. I got there you. There you go. But uh, yeah, but there the real go. one, the real real one, uh, out there on Fremont, that was the truth. That was the truth. Yeah. You should definitely go cop one of those. <laughs> yeah, man, I I didn't ever hear about that till yesterday, I think, or the day before. I was I walked in there and I'm like, whoa, what's that? They had a, a an official display. The like, box, the box with the showing with it the glass open and, with yep. everything, and I'm like, what's I that? got like eight. I I kept the boxes, man. The packaging so beautiful. Yeah. I just put my flower in them little glass tubes, man. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, team Batman, you need to get out here, baby. You need to get out here, man. He said he can't wait to come back. 
Um, let me see if we got any super chats. We're going to open up the phone lines. Also, uh, before we do that, though, I, I, I did want to talk and clear up any, you know, false narratives, any rumors, any, I don't know, discrepancies with whether or not Ugas and Earl Spence Jr. are doing VADA testing for this fight, which they are. You know, Victor Conti took to his social media and kind of stirred up some stuff insinuating that Earl and Ugas haven't been doing testing. And if they did, uh, why are they not making it public? So Vada came out and did make it public, which obviously Keith Eidek from Boxing Scene wrote an article uh, that you can find on uh, Boxing Scene. But uh, we can screen share this tweet just to show you um, everything here. So... This is he 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 specifically added Victor Conti so that you know Conti is well aware of what's going on since he was the one that started the dirty little rumor that possibly Earl uh, and Ugas had not been testing and that a fight of this magnitude should never go with no test. I mean, this dude said so much stuff without just calling Margaret Goodman. I mean, it made him look crazy because now here's all the information. But Ida goes on and says. For Victor Conti and anyone else interested in proof of full VADA testing for Spence Ugas, I've attached a copy of the VADA letter dated from February 17th, have also attached a copy of the VADA letter dated 610 as proof of full VADA testing for Pacquiao Spence. So he's even showing you that when Pacquiao was going to fight Spence, they entered into VADA testing. Then Spence obviously couldn't fight because of the detached retina. In steps in Ugas. And now Ugas beats Pacquiao. So he's showing you the letter of Ugas and Spence Vada testing. So I'll just superimpose these so you can see Mr. Earl Spence, Mr. Yordeni. Oh, why they got an A at the end there? Look at that. Yordenia. <gasps> I wonder if that's his real name on his birth certificate and he just like. You know, fixes it because you know how it is, right? Yeah, Mr. Jordania. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna ask him that. Jordania, what up? <laughs> Yo, and this is the other one when uh, he was fighting Earl and Emmanuel Pacquiao. So yeah, man, all you dudes that's worried about Earl's puffy nipples, stop looking at his nipples like he tells y'all, man. Fuck wrong with y'all. Consistently thinking he testing positive. He gotta he gotta do this every fight. It's sad. Like the dude never tested positive. He keeps showing he's on Vada, but every fight he's gotta prove that he's on Vada. It's like, bro, he's just strong. He's Listen, just a big country boy. Like it's not cheating. He's just a healthy kid. I mean, but don't certain sanctioning bodies require that you do VADA if you WBC WBC meanwhile they still think he's cheating okay because I was going to say I know one of those sanctioning bodies like you can't fight for the belt without it so I mean at the end of the day too I mean he is strong and they call him a weight bully because I mean the fact that that dude can walk around at 185 pounds and shrink down to 147 is amazing Especially when he was talking about um, having st struggling making the weight and having issues with his drinking before. I'm like, man, but you're still cutting 40 pounds in one camp. I mean, that's ridiculous. You got to work really, really hard to do that. And have one hell of a nutrition. For real? You would know about nutrition, man. What are you about to be 40, no? 38. I'll be 39 soon. Still killing it, man. Shout out to you. I wish. 
I will. <laughs> Yo, this producer. Yes. Yo, you like that? Absolutely. You like that, huh? Yeah, no, we cooking up some shit. We're not going to say what it is. No, 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 because we got to get these things confirmed or or it leaves the audience flat, you know, expecting. So you build their expectations up, then they don't get that that, that big wow. And, you you know, it's it's not cool. All you got to do is get beastie, Nest. It's just consistency, man. Just be consistent. It is so hard. Listen, I started going to the gym out here, and I've lost a little bit, but it's, it's just so hard, you know. Um, it's like ground zero all over again. It's like starting TBV all over again. So like after this, I'm having meetings. We're talking, strategizing, just trying to grow. You know. And, Can I give uh, you some advice on how to do it though? Because yeah. I'm a busy dude, right? Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I get him a personal trainer. I'm in the gym. I'm at the boxing gym, right? Mm-hmm. But what most people don't realize when I'm at the boxing gym, do you think I get my own work in? No, I, w- I would hope. <laughs> how? I mean, I might spar some rounds with him, but that's about it. I'm holding mitts. I'm teaching stuff. You know what I mean? It's three hours of me working with other people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I got to show up to the gym early to get my hour, my hour in. I got to get up early. You just got to plan your workout, your day around your workout, instead of planning your workout around your day. Shit, I can't do that because work is my day, and 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 that is number one priority for me. Like like you seen, we did two shows on Sunday, which is something I don't normally do. I do that. I'm doing that, and and want to do that more often now because I'm out here. I got I got to grind. Obviously, I want the Corvette. I see it. I see you. <laughs> I see you grinding. I didn't even know how to open the door. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, shout out to Mario. But I'm just saying, bro, you get some bands in here, little thing in here, quick 30, 35 minutes. You just got to be motivated enough to do it. Um, I'm sorry, fellas. This is, this is, a this is a lot. I'm getting a lot. You know, this is the beginning. I guess in time, it ain't going to be this rough. You know, it's just so new. That you're getting bombarded, but but it's such a it's such a great like great feeling to be overwhelmed, right? Right? Like right. yesterday we had Shakur and that really that really opened up some doors. Like we started getting DMs from some legendary fighters, like, yo, what's your address? And put me on a schedule. And I'm like, Well, all right. <laughs> well, all right. I like that. You know, so it's just getting it's just the beginning, but it's getting good. What do we got? We got a Zoom guest? Is that Xavier so. Miller? Should be Coach Miller. Hey, X, what up, champ? Can you hear us? All right, so you can hear us, but we don't hear you. Oh, how about now? We do hear you now. <laughs> What's going on, this? How are you? Are you in Portugal? I am, man. Oh, man. You I guys am. are living out there now. Well, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Listen, I want to go out there. When is this fight again? April 23rd? Yeah. Oh, there's no time for me to make it out there. Man, if he wins next fight, I got to go out there. Now that I got I got some guys that have sent me, I need to come to Portugal, baby. I want to yeah, see we'll, Portugal. Oh. You just Let's want to go. Be the, setup. the setup is amazing, man. It's amazing. Everything's on site. Everything. Yeah. 
Beautiful, man. So uh, I want to talk about your welterweight, man. Um, I don't want to butcher her name, but I do want to speak about it because we had Jessica McCaskill in studio uh, and uh, Alicia Bumgarner was running around these hallways. Obviously, she's not a welterweight herself, Bumgarner, but McCaskill is. And um, I don't think there's a, a bigger welterweight name out there right now than McCaskill other than the... You know, older females that came before her, like a Cecilia Baracus or uh, what's the girl that um from Costa Rica, married to Brian Velasquez? Oh, my God. Hannah Gabriels. But, yeah, man, tell us all about your welterweight. Yeah, you know, uh, listen, this is a super talent, man. She only had about 11 amateur fights, but she won them all. Quite a few knockouts as well, so really excited about her. Um, you know, Dillian's now managing her. Uh, she's already had that, you know, informal meeting with uh, with Eddie Eddie Hearn. So, you know, she's quite forward. She's already told Eddie what she wants to do. You know, she's ready to go. And, um, you know, Dylan's excited about her as well. You know, we need we need more ladies boxers with that power. You know, to that explosive power. Um, she has that, but on top of that, she's got really good boxing skills. Very very marketable. Um, speaks really well and yeah you know um, she just left a few days ago actually she came out um, to camp and uh, yeah it's been difficult for all my fighters from my gym you know uh, for the, over the past like well, over two years because obviously I've been spent the majority of the time here but a lot of them have come over and um, you know uh, you listen in, in this game you don't, if you're not willing to make sacrifices you ain't going to make it so you know it's, it is the way it is and her first name is Sedema Sedem Sedem oh Sedema so them, yeah, we're still we're still working we're still working on a nickname. You know, everyone keeps flying because some people call her auntie. And I say, I don't want to keep that. But wait, wait, funny. wait! They call her what? Auntie. Nah, that sounds nah, like an old nah, thing. No, you can't do no, that. No, you're making her sound old. But it's what I'm saying. But in that culture, you know, it's quite normal to say uncle, auntie, cousin, whatever. But you know, it, it, especially because when she when she does fight, she's going to bring a huge following, and it's going to be a lot of her people as well. So you know, she's from Ghana, so. It's, listen, um, look, the girl is just ready, man. You know, I just can't wait for her to get her debut. And, uh, you know, she's just one of the very, like, one of the many that I'm excited about coming through, you know. Wait, so she hasn't had a pro debut yet? No, no, she hasn't had a debut yet. No. What? No. Has she won, like, no. a national tournament or in, uh, in oh, yeah, an amateur? Yeah, she won, yeah man. Yeah, but she what? won the Boss Cup. She won I the th- Boss Cup twice, actually, outright. She won um, uh, develop- development championships. And, uh, you know, before she went to the elites, decided to uh, turn pro, there was a lot of issues with the amateur system, obviously, because of COVID and so on. So, um, you know, she's ready to go. Coach, but I thought we spoke like a year ago and you was looking to turn her. I know. Her- I know. But, that's, but this, is, this is the problem, like, in general. You know, uh, you know, Dillian's pr- progression has been amazing. You know, he's, uh, he's picked up a lot. You know, he's learned a lot. But, you know, the rest of the guys at the gym, you know, uh, the, a lot of their careers have been kind of put on hold because I'm not in my gym. And um, that's why I've had to find a way to balance everything out. It has been difficult because I spent a long time building these guys and I'm trying to follow, you know, the, the coaches that, you know, that I, you know, I used to follow when I was younger. You know, they had good fighters in the amateurs and then those fighters turned pro with them. I wanted to continue doing that. You know, um, I wanted to do it the hard way. So I put a lot of time and effort into those guys, but like I said, it's not it's not any it's not anybody's fault. It's not there's not one thing in particular. You know, it, COVID's been it was difficult for everybody. You know, every, every everybody struggled. You know, so but 
listen, things seem to be coming good now. Uh, good start to the year. And uh, yeah, I, I, all these guys are going to get to get out now, you know, and um, start making more progress. Wow. I'm over here thinking that uh, we were going to be talking about her uh, or, or possibly on the undercard or something. So, so Dillian doesn't get a slot on this card for any of his fighters? Uh, you know, that's, that's all... <laughs> That's all Warren, you know, there, there's no, no Dillian's got quite a few fighters. None of them are going to get a chance to get on there. You know, that's that's, that's promoted by Warren Queensbury and so on. So, okay. you know, listen, we're the B side. We're the B side. You know, you want to be the A side. you got to be them and take that slot. And that's what we're going to do. For sure, for sure. Uh, but, well, before we transition into Dillian, uh, I do want Austin's go ahead and screen share Sadem Amaz uh, uh Instagram for anybody who isn't following or can do so. So, Coach, when are you expecting a pro debut? Oh, in the next four, in the next four or five weeks. Oh, okay. So not long, not long now. On a televised card or 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 oh, an- that's what I want. Well, that's that's why I'm not willing to take anything because I wanted to get that TV exposure from a pro debut. I don't want to. I've had to build a lot of my guys on small shows, um, and and that was per- I did that on purpose because I wanted them to learn the game. But, um, you know, boxing's a bit different now. You know, we don't have, you don't necessarily get the time to do that anymore. So my guys are going to go straight on TV now. So, and I want them to be one of those fighters. For sure, for sure. Well, let's transfer, uh, you know, obviously it's changing to uh, you being in Portugal, uh, training Dillian White. Things are different. He's usually the one promoting the fight. He's usually <laughs> the one talking uh, and on social media. He's gone dark. He's not really posting. Um, is that shocking for you? Or did you find that pleasantly surprising? <laughs> Listen, there's, I mean, obviously he did that Zoom call yesterday with him and Fury. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he basically made it very clear. You know, there was there was things that weren't necessarily right, weren't comfortable with certain things. So until those things were in black and white, you know, we weren't going to go forward with 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 what we we're supposed to be doing. But look, he's he's doing it now, and and for me personally, it's been a bit of a blessing because I've been able to focus, and he's been able to focus all his time on this training camp. It's been a long one, and um, so for for me personally, I know obviously. Listen, you know, we need to build a fight. You know, you need to do what fighters do. You know, what promoters do. But I don't have any control over that. I've got control over. Dillian and his progression and I stay in my lane I'm his coach I'm his head coach and I've done my job um I really can't speak about the legal battle between this person and that person because there are things that are still outstanding and ongoing and I don't get involved in it but Dillian has been focused 100% focused on this fight on the training you know he knows the schedule he knows the boxes that we're trying to tick and full credit to him with all this going on he only cares about fighting Coach, have you spoken to the WBC or any representatives? And do you know if you will be awarded the trainer's belt if you and Dillian get the win? I haven't spoken to anybody about that. About that but are you even even though it, I, those things again? Those things, honestly, there's like for me, like I I just care about the boxer. You know, I think the focus should always be on the fighter. I'm not really interested in you know, what they want to award to a trainer and so on and so forth. You know, my, my fighters know what I bring to the table. They know how technically 
good I am. You know, they know my background and it's more about what they think about me. I'm not concerned with what anybody else thinks outside. That's including any governing body or any promoter, or any manager. I don't care about them or what they do. I only care about IQ boxing and my fighters. But you do understand that those accolades attract bigger name fighters or more fighters and give you the stable, you know, and then you become the Robert Garcias and the Freddie Roaches of the world who have all these world champions. You know, you, you have to have, you know, recognition comes with your fighters. Listen, I completely, I completely understand that and that's seriously. And, and to a degree, I do agree with you. But for me, what matters more to me is the time and the effort I put into the fighters at my gym and trying to get them to be the best they can be. You know, every fighter is only going to reach a certain level. You know, you might be domestic level, you might be European, you might be world level, you might be elite level. My job is to make sure you reach your full potential. And that's for all the boxers at my gym. And I want to be known for building fighters. You know, a lot of these fighters, that you're, these trains you're mentioning, I understand that, but the majority of them did receive fighters that were already world champions or that were already decorated amateurs. You know, it's, it's not that many that are building fighters from scratch. And, um, you know, the guys that I idolized when I was younger, these, this is what they were doing. I don't really want to be part of this new makeup. You know, it's, it's just like with Instagram, you know, I keep getting guys asking me, can I do tutorials? It's cringe. I, don't, I, I couldn't do it. I don't like the idea. I don't like the idea of doing stuff like that. I don't Why? Like the idea of doing all this flashy, flashy pad work. I don't know. I, maybe, maybe, maybe it's just past me, Nessa. I'm just too old. I mean, I'm, I'm nearly 50. I mean, that's that to me is a young. Damn, you look young, X. I had no clue you was almost 50. I definitely yeah, thought like 30s, late 40s, yeah, early 40s, never 50. Yeah. Shit, you look as like, young as Adrian. Adrian's 38. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm trying, but that's what I'm saying. Like the time, a lot of people are talking now about who's Xavier, but like I put so much time into my gym and building fighters, even all the, in the small circuit, everybody knows me in that circuit because they know exactly where I've come from. So when I'm here, they know my journey where I've come from. I'm not somebody who had a dad in boxing or a brother in boxing or I'm a friend of somebody who's an elite fighter. So all of, all of a sudden I'm thrust into the spotlight. No, that's not where I've come from. My journey's authentic. You know, I put it, I've been doing this from since I was a kid. And that's what I want to be recognized with, with my fighters. When they get up there and they perform and they look good, you know, that's what matters to me. That's what makes a coach look good is how, you, how your fighters look. It's all good getting fighters who are already ex-world champions or guys who have come off the GB system and they get sent to this trainer, that train trainer. You didn't build them. You didn't build them. So I appreciate and respect their journey just as I want mine to be respected. I got James Valdez in San Antonio, Texas that says... Uh... Who else are you currently training that we need to keep an eye on as an up-and-coming champ? Well, definitely Super Yusuf Kamari. Um, he's he's probably he's the only fighter that I've built built um, off of my own boxing style, the way I used to box. Um, I did have one other fighter before him uh, who was just as good as Yusuf, uh, TJ, but unfortunately he suffered a dislocated shoulder in a tournament, in an amateur tournament, and then he was so good that I switched himself for. Um, but then the other shoulder 
had a dislocation. So he retired um, before he could get seen on the scene. Um, but they're the only two guys I've taught to box with that style. Um, you know, my coach was, you know, he was he was from he was born in Malta, but he used to work at some some gyms in Detroit. So that style is very it's very comfortable for me. Um, the other guys they've got their own style because you've got an amateur gym, you come across different styles and across all different sorts of styles. So there's not a style that I can't work with. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's one one guy definitely who you know definitely I'd say the next. In the next couple of years, should be able to win a world title. Um, I've got a lot of guys coming up. I've got a guy called Jesse Brandon. Um, you know, he'll be making his debut hopefully in the next four or five weeks. Um, I just, just you know, obviously, so we've mentioned to them already. There's, there's a lot. There's, if I would sit here and mention all the guys in my gym, we'd be here all day. But you know, I don't want to, I don't want to just single anybody out in particular. But obviously, Yusef's been on the zone. He's been on Sky. He's been on Matchroom. So it's not going to be hard to find him and where he is in his career at the moment. Um, you know, and trying to get Kid Galahad in the ring right now uh, for Yusef um, because Kid, Kid Galahad just moved up to super featherweight um, and he was supposed to fight Castaneda, uh, who Yusef just last boxed and they gave the decision to Castaneda on a split, which was shocking to everybody because Tony Bellew, Darren Barker, all the matchroom had Yusef winning that fight by at least two or three rounds. But for some reason, the, Gil the Kid Galahad and Castaneda fight didn't happen. Um, so we said we'll jump in with um, Kid Galahad, no problem, anytime. Um, but we'll we'll see. Um, obviously, Dillian has to concentrate on his own fight because he manages Yusuf Kamari. Um, once he's had his fight, then I know Dillian will prioritise Yusuf because that's one of his. You know, he he believes in Yusuf. He knows he knows the level. So you want him to face Kid Galahad yeah. coming off a loss? Yeah, because 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 it wasn't a loss to me. If 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 it was a loss to me, then yes, that's different. But no one had Castaneda winning. You know, he had he, he showed separation in one round, but the majority of the fight he was getting outboxed, and he wasn't winning the exchanges either. I mean, the fight's up anyway. You can watch it. I've never I've never actually in all my years boxing. I've been in boxing since I was 11, 12 years old. I've never seen a production crew like Matchroom Zone put out a highlight of a fight, and it's 90% use of Kamari. And 10% Castaneda, and you give him a decision. So I don't know what was going on. Did you guys contest it to the commissions? Did you try to get it overturned? Or did you just take the loss and go you know, home? Yusef was honestly in pieces afterwards because he knew that he'd beat him. But there's not really any point. I know Yusef's going to get to come again. He's young enough. And I want him to continue fighting guys like that. You know, he just fought a guy called Rodriguez, who, um, and that was in Barcelona, who actually boxed Broner. Um, we boxed him on six days' notice before the Castaneda fight. So Yusuf's not scared to get in the ring with anybody. You know, he's ready to go. And I'm confident to put him in the ring with anybody because I know what I have and what I've built. Um, but his opportunities will come. You know, there's no point sitting around crying over sport for too long because, you know, another opportunity will come. Dylan will make sure he gets another opportunity. Absolutely. All right, Austin, you can take that down. We got another question here coming in from Young Tigre, also in San Antonio, says... Have you seen the best of Earl Spence or will he prove the haters wrong and show them he's just getting started? I think he's got a long, long way to go. I think he's a phenomenal fighter. Um, you know, he's one of the best out there. He's easily top three, four, five pound for pound to me. Um, he's consistent and, you know, he likes stiff competition. You know, he keeps getting in with good guys. His resume is great. And uh, as much as I like Ugas, um, 
from what I've seen of him, seen him a couple of times, I think he gets hit too much. And I think Errol will, um, I think Errol will either beat him on points or, I, I don't know about stopping him, that's going to be hard. I don't really see Errol Spence as a puncher, to be honest with you. I mean, if you're a puncher, you're a puncher, you're stopping guys. I don't really see that in Errol, uh, especially at the highest level. Those fights normally go to points, so I see points, but Ugas is talented, but I wouldn't take too much from the Manny Pacquiao might fight. I mean, we know that they were all clamouring to try and get that fight with Manny because he's at the end of his career. You know, Crawford, Spence, everybody wanted it because they know he's, he's reached the end. So we'll, we'll see what he brings. I know it's going to be a, a good competitive fight, but I don't necessarily see a close fight. Mm. Coach, so I got a question. As another coach um, with a boxing gym, how long do you usually keep your amateurs amateurs? Is it, is it in, like different for each individual? Like you have her after 11 amateur fights going to go pro. I mean, do you just assess that by the competition they fight? Um, is everybody different? Do you make them fight at a certain level and they have to place at least um, or win a national? Um, it's probably called something different, but win a national championship? Yeah, I mean, um, base everybody's individuals. Everyone is, you know, there's, there's, there's just so many factors, as you're saying. Um, it depends on the fighter's age. Um, it depends on how they performed in the amateurs. Uh, most of my fighters, even through the amateurs, I've taught them a professional boxing star because the goal is to go pro. Um, there's only one fighter I'd say that I actually taught them to box in the amateur boxing style, which was Shaquille Johnson. Um, but um, yeah, it all depends on the fighter. I mean, it, in my head, I did have a figure. You know, I like between 20 to 40 fights, um, and I'd rather turn pro early. And then, you know, just watch the progression, get them the right fight so they can understand what it is to be a pro. Um, I'm not into this hundreds and hundreds of amateur fights anymore. Um, I think that's kind of, we kind of seem to be getting away from that now. But again, it depends on the schooling in the gym. If you're schooling your fighters to be pros, they don't need to spend years and years and years in the amateurs. If you wanted to go on and do things in the amateurs and win tournaments and so on, then you should teach them an amateur boxing style. So, you know, our gym was open to create pros. So obviously, uh, he he he's a trainer himself, and uh, just Wait, where's your gym? Where's your gym, man? Your it's gym? in uh, it's in uh, Watertown, Wisconsin, and then I'm opening up a second location in Fort Atkinson. Is it an amateur or a pro gym? Um, well, I work I work with some pros, but I'll be honest, I train my amateurs more pro style because they're serious. The kids who are serious, and yeah. I got a 16 year old, 18 year old. Uh, Carlos is trying to rush. But I want him to fight, you know, a certain amount of fights place in a national level before he decides to do that. Because I basically told him, like, you can be one kind of champion or another, depending on what level you get to. You can just be a local guy and be good locally and sell some tickets, yep. you know, be really selective about who you pick to fight. And, uh, you know, not to say tin cans, but guys that you know are more beatable and have little local titles or you can really make a run for it see where you're at and try to go for, you know, a world title at some point. But uh, I'm, all, I'm teaching them all pretty much uh, a pro style. I mean, I don't really teach the amateur style because my whole point for that part of the program is if you're going to fight, you, I want you to fight to go pro. I want to show what I've taught and, uh, and I'm learning. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm only 38, so I got a lot to learn and I'm growing with them. So it's a good experience, but, you know, we're just getting it up off the ground We've been winning tournaments. Um, we've been winning shows. Um, one of my kids already went to Silver Gloves. Um, we didn't get the win, but, I mean, he fought somebody in his, like, 
second fight who'd had like I think the kid had like sixty fights, and mm-hmm. he came and he came out of California, much a much harder region than the uh, the Midwest. But the Midwest had four girls national champions this year at Silver Gloves, and uh, one of the girls is a nine time national champion. So. Then great, the grade, the grade is high, but you're doing the right thing, man. Honestly, just like, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, I know so much different coaches. I know their journey, but the ones that have put the time into the amateurs um, or had kids from like, you know, between like 9, 10, 11, 12, up to 15, 16, I've got all the respect in the world for you because you're the ones that actually made the fighters look the way they do. I know everyone talks about all these other coaches and, you know, you you're on TV and so on. You're with this fighter, that, that elite fighter. But you, they got handed to you, man. Do you know what I'm saying to you? They got handed to you. Like a lot of the work, the grassroots had been done for you. you right. Know? It's, so a, it's I, like a farm system. That's what I go. You, like it's the farm system. Like kids come to my gym. I figure out who's serious, you know, who really has it to go. I mean, kids come and go all the time. I mean, I'll be honest. Month number two, when they actually get in there and really spar, I can usually tell by that first hit or two, <laughs> you know, when they bleeding and crying. Like, you know, and, and it's the honesty of having to tell their parents, like, listen, your kid can come to the gym and do this and that, but being really honest with you, this kid probably never wants to fight in the amateurs. You know, he just likes doing it because of the environment and, and you keep them on. But if, if you're here for them to compete and do whatever, like, that's no. And most of them don't come back because, you know, you got the heart for it or you or you don't. And I always go under the thing that if you don't have a chip on your shoulder or something rough going on in life, for the most part, like, you're not going to like boxing. Like, if there's an easier route, you're going to take it. You know, a lot of my kids, you know, they're hardworking. You know, they're getting it out of the mud, too. And I'm just trying to do it with them. I respect to you, man. Respect to you. So, Coach... Uh, I, I wanted to just know, you know, see if you could give him advice on on when to turn a fighter pro. Because I, I, I look back at a guy like Brian Jennings. He only had 19 amateur fights. And, you know, I would say that he and his family feel that he's pretty accomplished. You know, he got the fight for a world title versus Vladimir Klitschko. You know, he's been on all the biggest platforms from HBO to ESPN. Um, and I'm sure he's made enough money, and he went from a boiler mechanic to a professional fighter that is recognized worldwide because even Chisora took him to the UK for sparring and, and numerous others. I believe I was, I was in I was in the, I was in the corner for that sparring. There you go. I, I believe yeah. even AJ brought him in. So that's a, a an example of a person with 16, 19 amateur fights. I believe Peter Quillen is another guy that became a world champion. Um, with very little to nothing in terms of amateur fights. So how do do you know when it's the right time to turn a fighter professional? Yeah, you, listen, a, co- a coach always knows because our, our job is like we've almost got like a checklist. You know, there's things that we want our fighters, areas we want them to develop. And, you know, you're just ticking boxes, you know, over the years that you're training them. And it's usually my gauge is, has always been the same. When I want to take turn, turn a fighter pro, I will go to one of the most well-established gyms in England. So mm. what I would like, say, for example, someone like Yusuf. Yusuf was still amateur. But I took you know, Yusuf down to the matchroom gym to go and spar Martin J. Ward, Joe Cordina, um, and Ricky Burns. And he hadn't even had a pro fight yet. 
So I took him down there so he could get, understand what the difference is between, you know, being an amateur, being an amateur and being a pro. And depending on how well you get on, then I'd say, you know, okay, I think you're ready. Even if I feel like you, whether you got the better of the sparring or you didn't, or it was on it even, you know, I, I will make up a mind from then whether you got the minerals and if you've got what it takes, you know, to be a professional boxer. You know, um, that, that hardening, that seasoning, you know, you, you, a coach just knows. So that's, that's how I gauge it. I take you to go and spar the best guy. And same with my, um, my welterweight, Yasser, Yasser Algena. Um, you know, he's 5-0, and um, un, unbeaten. He's also going to be signed, managed by Dillian. Um, he'll be out in the next six, seven weeks. But again, I took him down. His first hard spar, I took him to go and spar Ahara, Ahara Davis at Matram. You know, when he was still at the Matram gym. Um, just to get a gauge and see exactly where he is. You know, he sparred him again about a month ago and the development is crazy because the last time he sparred him, it was maybe, maybe about three years ago. But that's how I gauge it. You know, I put you in deep. So, Coach, are you excited to go up against uh, a legendary name like uh, Mr. Sugar Hill Stewart here? Legendary to you, maybe not to me. Oh, <laughs> shots fired! What? No, it's not. Shot, it's not shots fired. It's Shit, just, like hell, they ain't. <laughs> listen, if you're, if, if people have got to be honest, until you know he took that corner, you know, until he he, he, he they had that second fight with Wilder, mm -hmm. I knew who he was because I know boxing, but. Most people don't lie. And you didn't know who Sugar Hill was. You know who Emmanuel Stewart is, yes, but you didn't know who Sugar Hill was. Yeah, but he, had, he, know who he No, but he 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 brought Anthony Durrell to a world title. I'm they, talking yeah, but I'm talking over there, yes, but I'm talking Oh, England. you mean you mean globally. People, okay. They didn't know. Mm -hmm. A lot of people didn't know who he was. But okay. now, yeah, and you know, obviously he's done a he's done a really good job with him. But I want to test myself against anybody. For me, it's personal. I, I I believe my I believe my IQ is higher than any any other coach. I, I believe that I'm the best. If you don't believe you're the best, you shouldn't be in boxing. So of course I want to go up against these guys. And this is why when I met Dillian just over two years ago, I said I really want the Tyson Fury fight. This is the fight I see for you. You know, and to me, all this has been, this journey has been in prep for him. You know, I'm, I can't I can't wait for this fight. Hmm. Uh, so what do you think, Dillian? does that will surprise Tyson Fury because these two know each other according to yeah. the both of them they've sparred quite a few times but it's been a long time so does Dillian still have the element of surprise in this fight yeah I mean listen once you spar somebody you kind of get a feeling know you know what they're trying to do in there you know every every fighter they every fighter has habits um, but fighters do develop and get better over time um, you know, up until that shock loss with Vetkin, you'd have to say that Dillian was one, was one of the most improved fighters in boxing because of, because of his resume. He kept beating good guys and they kept putting good guys in front of him, but he kept getting the better of them. Um, so in terms of development, to me, yeah, Dillian has, is, has progressed more. Um, Tyson's been pretty consistent. You know, he's, uh, you know, he knows what he's doing there. You know, tricky guy. He's got that height. Um, he knows how to use it. Um, but Dillian is a very difficult person to figure out in there. And uh, at the same time, he's hungry. This is his first world title shot. You know, he's been waiting a long time for this title shot. It's a dangerous person. Um, and on top of the fact that, you know, he's a really good fighter, but the last two years he really has made, 
he's become a more complete fighter. Now we've worked so hard together, um, and it's taken us this amount of time to get to where we are now. That yeah, I'm expecting um, Dylan to rip that title from Tyson Fury. So when when I had uh, Kevin Cunningham in here, you know, right before his fight with Erickson Lubin and, and, and Sebastian Fondora, who's a very tall fighter. You know, I asked him, I said, is it as easy as the smaller man just getting in on the inside or the bigger man and beating to the body? And he said, it's not that simple. And obviously it wasn't that simple either in that fight. But can that game plan be used for Tyson? Because according to Dillian, Tyson doesn't like it to the body. And visually, he's fluffy to the body, so people believe there is a vulnerability there. Do you believe there's a vulnerability there? And will that be, you know, something that you guys, I guess, attack? Yeah, the reason why I was laughing when you mentioned that fight is because of what Crawford said about, uh, like, a cheat code. Because when we were younger and you're playing them games, you you could create your own character and you can make them as tall as you want. So that was was funny. Um, I like Terrence, funny guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I watched the fight. I mean, um, yeah, you would. It's, it's, it depends. Like Montel, there was a guy, uh, Montel Griffin, mm-hmm. uh, light heavyweight, very, very short for the weight, really short. But you know, he could out jab guys on the back foot. Um, you know, he was uh, technically very good. Again, trained by Eddie Futch, one of my personal favorites, as well as Georgie Benton. Um, but it just, you know, with 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 Dillian and Tyson, these kind of fighters at that sort of level. You work things out when you get in there. You know, you can have a game plan exactly what it is you want to do. But until the bell rings, you know, it, you might see something completely different. And then you as a fighter has to have to make, you know, adjustments and your corner is there to support that and see certain things. So it's all right. Everyone's saying, well, you know, he's the shorter guy. He should just go to the body. Uh, sometimes it's not, it's not as simple as that. Um, you know, you'd say Tyson, well, you know, you've got height and, re- height and reach. You should be using your jab. Sometimes it's not as simple as that. Some guys are good at taking away certain things. So we'll figure it out while we're in there. Ruin of 504 New Orleans says, who have you brought in for sparring? Sure you're not giving that up. <laughs> uh, that, that's going to be revealed very, very soon anyway, because obviously there's been some, there's going to be some footage coming out soon. Um, mm. But rest assured, uh, you know, we had some very good guys. And bear in mind, you know, we've had some good guys from the last camp too, you know, uh, because obviously one of them was tall. All in with Southport. So we've had a good mix of, you know, um, aspiring partners, as you'd expect at this level. You know, you're going for a world title, you've got to bring in the best guys. You know, that's that's expected. And I bought guys that would push Dillian and test him in certain areas. And, um, you know, he's been consistent throughout the whole camp. So, yeah, we're in a very, very good place. And, um, yeah, we'll figure things out fight night. So, Coach, anything being done uh, for stamina, because we seen in these last three Fury fights, man, the dude is just, he doesn't get tired. And he can throw punches all 12 rounds, lay on you. I mean, he it's a difficult fight. Like, how, yeah, man. Are you working on stamina first before I go down to Tanjo? Are you guys working on that stamina? Because, again, I, I feel like uh, Parker fight and... Maybe the Rivas? My guy Dillian got a little bit tired towards the end. And it got it didn't it, it didn't go as I'm sure it didn't go the way you would have wanted to in the end of those fights. The well, final rounds, rather. 
yeah, I understand what you're saying. I mean, my first time that I was in the corner was on the undercard of the uh, Joshua Reeves um, rematch, and he was fighting um, Maris Wack. Um, I wasn't involved with Dillian before that. Mm. Um, the, the the strength and conditioning program that he has now, I'm very, very happy with it. Um, it's a lot more to my liking. Um, I wasn't that comfortable with the T, well, 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 with the setup for the first Vecchian fight. It wasn't, you know, everyone everyone does what they do different, but this team in particular, and Dillian's known them for a long time, and one of the guys he's brought back, um, you know, um, for this camp and for the last fight. And I'm very, very happy with what he does. I mean, he can break things down. It's um, very, very boxing-related, boxing-specific. Um, you know, Dillian's a busy fighter. You know, he, he's, you know, he's... You know, he's normally the guy that's out working, guys. And, you know, but he knows how to push, you know, push the envelope, push the engine. You know, he's just, but, you know, it comes with experience. You know, you, you have to know when to turn it on, when to turn it off. And, uh, you know, Dillian knows how to do that. He's a much more, as I say, tight, in boxing, we all know timing is everything. To me, Dillian right now is at his peak um, physically and mentally. And the experiences that he's had, I mean, him and Tyson, you know, similar amount of fights. And they both got a lot of experience. Um, you know, I, I expect Dillian to be at, at his absolute best for this fight, and he will be. Uh, are you expecting Fury to be as uh, clingy, clinchy, you know, mauling, laying on Dillian the way that he was doing with Wilder? And 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 is there a plan in place for that? Because that seemed to tire and wear Wilder down in 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 both those two final fights. I would say Fury, try it. Try it. Dillian is physically very, very strong. To me, Wilder, you know, I, I love what he brought to boxing because, you know, he just, he was like that Tyson era where, you know, if he catches you good, you know, you go down. You know, he brought a lot of excitement. But if we're talking fundamentally, he doesn't, he did not look fundamentally strong. Um, you know, he wasn't the greatest of boxers. Um, showed a lot of heart in those fights. Um, but, Dillian to me is a completely different fighter, you know, technically a lot better. Um, you know, Wilder got that good right hand, but Dillian's got a good right hand and a good left hook, as well as being a very good body puncher and counter puncher. So it's a completely different puzzle for Tyson. I, you know, I, I know a lot of people are excited about, you know, Tyson over the last couple of years, but as I've said in the pre previous interview, he picked a very good dance partner, you know, with, with Wilder. You know, it's, his his job was to stay away from that right hand. Every other department, he was better. Um, you're not going to get that with Dillian. So if they think that going in there and mourning and leaning, well, yeah, they're staying in the work. Do you think that we're going to get the barn burner that we had with Wilder and um, Fury with Fury White? Do you think it's going to go down as one of those fights? Because for me... Uh, that third fight was pretty was pretty wild between Fury and uh, Wilder. Do you think it's going to go down as one of those fights that we rewatch and talk about for a long time? Well, I mean, obviously, from a casual perspective, as you're watching the fight, you know, because both guys have been down and there was some drama. Yeah, it was entertaining. But if you're going to be honest, technically, it was terrible. It wasn't technically a good fight. The both both of them are making a lot of, a lot of fundamental mistakes in there. It's not like it's not like we were watching Holyfield and Bo. The, those guys were scientists in there. You know, it was a completely different kind of fight. You know, Wilder doesn't have that kind of skill set. So I, I don't know. 
you don't know what fight we're going to get on the night. It depends, you know, it, it depends if Tyson wants to engage. That's fine. Let's go. If he wants to box, let's go. You know, we've been we've been in camp long enough to work on everything. So I don't mind what style he wants to bring. You know, he, he, and it's it's good that he did pick Wilder as a dance partner because before that he was boring. I mean, no one wants to rewatch the Klitschko fight. No <laughs> facts, big facts. You ain't lying. Big facts. You ain't lying. <laughs> it's boring. Wilder brought some interest and some intrigue because of what he does in the ring. But don't like Fury. Don't make her like you're this. Like suddenly you're this big puncher or you're this exciting fighter. No, like I said, it takes two. You know, you get the right dance partner, you get a good fight, you get a good matchup. You know, you get a good trilogy. You know, and mm-hmm. both of them brought something to the table and brought something to boxing. And congrats to both. You know, we need that. You know, we we've, we've had we've had those great trilogies in the past of Ali Frazier and Holyfield, Bow, and so on. We've had them. We need them in boxing. But um, this is a completely different fight. Completely different fight you're facing. Coach, I got to let you go, but I want to ask, do you think Dillian still wants that Wilder fight? <laughs> it's the very last thing on his mind. I, I don't know if, I'm, if, if we're even going to see Wilder in the ring again. Um, you think he's done? Um, I didn't. The way he went out, it's, it's almost like he wanted to go out that way because obviously he was furious because of the way the fight was stopped in the second fight. Mm-hmm. So this time it was allowed to go on, so you got what you wanted. You know, you wanted to go on your shield, which he did. Um, he might well walk away and be satisfied with that. I don't know. Um, he, there's loads of great fights out there for him, of course. You know, it's a fight that I'd love. Um, but there's loads of good matchups. I mean, Andy Ruiz and him would be a good fight. There's just too many. Derek DeZora is always in entertaining fights and always looking for... For Wilder? He wants to... Derek wants to fight everybody. Doesn't his resume tell you that? I know, He'll but but you're not fearful for 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 Chizora versus Wilder. Yeah, I don't think it's a good fight for for Chizora, but at the same time, you know, Usyk wasn't a good fight for me, but he still gave him a good fight. You know, it's um, you know, stylistically, Usyk was not wasn't meant to be a good fight for Derek because we can thought that Usyk would box rings around him, but it just goes to show you that he's willing to fight anybody. So. That fight could be made. There's there's loads of good fights for Wilder if he wanted to continue. And listen, he's been, you know, he's brought some good fights. You know, he's been been brought some excitement to boxing, which is what we need. You know, we need more people to be involved in our sport. So, you know, I don't like telling someone that you know it's time for you to retire. I think that's a decision that a boxer, out of respect, should make for themselves. You know, obviously, or the team that's around you because they're the ones that's looking after you. You know, I would make that call if it's a fight that I'm looking after. But I don't want to speak about someone I don't know. For sure. Well, Coach, man, go ahead and give out your social media. I'm going to go ahead and screen share uh, in case anyone doesn't know how to spell. But, yeah, man, we appreciate you for being on the show, and uh, we wish you the best of luck, obviously, on uh, in the big fight, April 23rd, right? Yeah, well, you got you got it up there. Thanks thanks a lot for that. And just a big shout-out to all my sponsors. Again, I've had them with me for years. Uh, you know, Tiger Bay, Ealing Boards and Timber, Bravos, and uh, KMT. You know, they've all been great while i've been out here they've been supporting me and um and they've continued to do so and uh there'll be a couple of new announcements soon about a couple of more sponsors coming on board but yeah just um everybody associated with iq i can't thank all of you enough back in england because if they weren't looking after my gym um along with the other head coach uh, nick um i would have had a lot of problems doing what i'm doing out here um but they've kept everything ticking and moving for me so um I'm really grateful to them. To more than any anything else, I'm very grateful to every, all the coaches at my gym, 
and the boxers. A lot of the boxers are actually taking some of the junior classes because they know that I can't be there. You know, everybody's played a part in um, in this journey and they know what I'm trying to do out here. And um, yeah, I'm grateful to everybody. Yeah, man. Shout out to Bravas. They have sponsored us in our events quite a few times. We actually just reached out to them to purchase a several dozen gloves to have autographed now that we're in studio uh they're going to be sending me out a sample i'm coming yes i'm coming out there you know when um well well hopefully maybe a month or two after dillian's fight because i want to bring i want to bring yasser and yusuf out to spa oh Um, let's do it i can i can set you up so yeah i want to come to the studio listen you lot got that nice studio i'm out here no listen i can set up what 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 weight is uh yusuf looking for spawn 130 one thirty, yeah, up, up, as far as what though, one thirty to one forty or one thirty, one thirty-five. I'd say one forty max would be good, and then also I've got Yasser again. I'll be bringing him out there, welterweight. Well, he, sorry, he's a he's a super lightweight, but he can go up to welterweight as well, and probably Sadem Amar as well. I'll be bringing out there, so I want to arrange this far. And obviously, I'd love you to follow us. And yeah, no, listen, I could hook you up. I had just had Donair in here yesterday, and uh, he told me to come out to his gym. I, he might be too small for Yusef, but maybe he'll still use Wait, him. Donair, not Donair today. Yeah. Uh, listen, uh, listen, them two have got a spa because they're both from the Philippines. I know, but you got, I mean, I don't know, if, is he going to be here when you get here? He's here now, but his fight is not till another two months from now, so you might still yeah, catch him. It might, it could happen, yeah. You know, but I got another kid out of Bones Adams Gym, Sean Brewer. He sparred with Tank. He's nice. He's four and zero. But yeah, I could, I could connect you with quite a few uh, trainers out here. I've been already networking, man. So we could get you well, some work in Bones or Top Rank Gym. Let's do it. We're definitely coming out. I mean, Absolutely. Probably going to come out with Dean as well, Dean White. Okay. Um, obviously, Santos tell that motherfucker he owe me forty dollars. <laughs> Yo, he trying to beat me. Yo, he trying. Yo, he trying to beat me for real. I think I like. I don't even know how to take it. X like, the fucking bill comes and he's like, Nah, nah, good, bro. Pay. I, I'll get. I hit you. He still ain't hit me. I'm like, Yo, <laughs> give me my forty dollars, dog. Just cause you big. Yo. I guarantee. I guarantee you, he'll get you on the next one. Dean's not that kind of guy. When we go out, I don't know. Know, I don't know. I think he's doing it as a joke to fucking fuck with me. I think. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he wouldn't do that, man. He's a solid guy, man. He's, 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 you know, you know who I love, uh, Richards, man. Damn, and Richards is in a tough fight, right? Who's Richards fighting right now? He's scheduled to fight Craig, some. Craig Richards. Yeah. Oh, he's fighting Boaxi. That's fight. right. He's in a tough fight. What a fight. Shit. You know, I'm, I, 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 honestly, what I would ideally like to do is try and get to them on the undercard of that bill because okay. she's from she's from South London. So all her fans could come out to that fight. That'll be that'll be a great debut for her. But nice. I know I know both guys. It's so hard. I got to sit on the fence with that one because I know both guys. I he needed to come back out here. He was getting some good sparring out here, Richards. I don't know why he left. He should have stood out here. He'll probably, he'll probably come back out. I, I don't know what his what his plans are with training. Obviously, um, you know, I'm not in the UK right now, but yeah, we'll catch up. But Craig, I know Craig a bit better than Boatsy, but I know Boatsy. I'm really I'm a fan of Boatsy. Um, but Do you, this is a great fight. I, you think you've seen progression under the tutelage of uh, Virgil Hunter with Buatzi? I, I haven't seen enough of him. Okay. Um, enough of, of Buatzi. He hasn't, been, hasn't been really been busy enough, but he's a real hot talent. But to me, Craig Richards has probably had has fought the tougher fighters and has had the better experience. I mean, he fought. I mean, he just come off a world title challenge, didn't he? As well, so it's going to be. It, it'd be 
interested to see where Boatsy actually is because Craig is no joke. Mm. Uh, Craig, Craig's a good fighter. Well, Coach, man, we're going to let you go. I do appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you. Man of your word. Man of your word. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You're a man of your word, and we appreciate you for it. You've always been a good guy with us. Once again, shout out to you and Bravos for always hooking us up with Border Wars, man. We wish you the best uh, on Saturday, the 23rd. Yeah, pick wisely, Ness. Don't get it wrong this time. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm not. I think I'm not picking this time. <laughs> they go, but they about yeah, to ban you I'm from picking to, um, shit, Ness. The, uh, the, the other host, the uh, the coach. Tell him to um, hit me up on Insta. You know, I'd, I'd like to follow him as well. You know, in his journey. All right, All right I'm gonna hit you up. I'm gonna hit you up. Thank you, yeah, X. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Xavier Miller. World-renowned trainer. We appreciate him coming on the show and giving us a little bit of insight into the camp of Dillian White and obviously some up-and-coming prospects out of the UK that he's training. Uh, Next up, we will have Dewey Cooper, another trainer. Uh, He obviously is the trainer of uh, Jamie Mitchell, the miracle, who we had here live in studio, who will put on some great fights with Melissa Odessa Parker, Ebony Bridges, and just so many more in and around that division. So we're going to be talking to Dewey. He also has firsthand knowledge with Devin Haney. I'm 1,000% sure he's trained Devin, um, Jesse Vargas. Uh, I don't know. Can't remember the rest. But definitely he's trained a bunch of fighters. And he's also a combat sports guy, you know. So, you know, Adrian, you came in at the right time. A lot of coaches on the schedule. Yeah, I see that. Perfect timing. We have our... Live um, poll here, Earl Spence versus Jordani Ulgas. Who wins? We got Spence by KO at a 36%. Spence by unanimous decision, 44%. Ugas by unanimous decision, 16%. And Ugas by KO, only 4%. So our audience believes it will be Earl Spence that will get the victory in this one. Um, They say Dewey Cooper also trains... Francis Ngannou. So that's something to ask him about the Tyson Fury fight, you know. Uh, See if they really think that's a possibility. And is Ngannou maybe interested in making a boxing debut so that boxing can take him a little bit more serious versus going in there with the big fight and then losing? Because that's what McGregor did, right? Used his name to get the big fight, then got his ass kicked. So it's like, do the whole Kimbo Slice thing where, like, you show that you could bang, then you get the big fight. I, I would, I don't know. But listen, I mean, look at Connor. Look at the check he got, though. I mean, who? McGregor when he came over. Mm. Look at the check he got. That dude made more in that one fight than he made in his career several times over. Nah, I, I, I definitely agree. Listen, let me get out to this uh, emergency bat line. Looks like we got our very own. Daniel, a.k.a. Ringwalk Danny, in the building, live in Dallas. What's up, champ? You should have zoomed in. Good morning, good morning. morning. What, it's too early out there? You in the hotel? Yeah, I'm in the hotel, but um, I've been up since I got here, so, you know. So what's up? About to head to the way-in right now. I, I, I just, I was tuned in. I was seeing you, and I was seeing Adrian. You know, sitting where I usually sit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm just keeping it warm for you, Danny. <laughs> nah, nah, you guys keep killing it, man. You guys keep killing it. That's all I wanted to say. You guys keep killing it. Everybody, make sure to go subscribe, hit that like button, share, um, check us out on TikTok, Discord, everything. So, um, a lot of content. 
here to come from Dallas. We'll be headed to the weigh-in in a couple minutes. Well, all right, brother. Listen, if you see anything popping out there, man, I'm going to send you this Zoom link. Uh, Zoom link. Austin, can I just resend the same Zoom link to him? Or is that dead now? No, it'll work. It's just a reopen Zoom. But yeah, you can. It, yeah, man. It, 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 if something looks good, man, <laughs> pop open this Zoom and let us get a, you know, live action shot right from over there. Also, all right, brother. Um, also, I sent you that text. You know who you need to send that to, right? Yep, yep, yep. Get that, get that approved, champ. All right, hit us back when you got Earl right. up in the face, man. You know what I mean? Put that camera in his face and, and hit us up. We're gonna go live to the show. Um, I gotta get Larry Wade. We need you in studio, champ. All right, let me go ahead and open up these phone lines. Uh, we're going out to. K-Boxing on Blog Talk. What up? Remember to rate us five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to YouTube.com slash The Boxing Voice for the latest and greatest interviews with your favorite fighters. If you're on uh, Discord, don't forget to hit the thumbs up. But that's not what I really meant to say. I meant don't forget to raise your hand if you want to be on the show, you want to voice your opinion. We last stopped off at Chick Chickarelli. We got RNS1 that says... Ugas wins. Earl Spence Jr. Bud becomes the generation's Bo Lewis. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know that you could take uh Bo Lewis because Wilder AJ took that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they became this generation's Bo Lewis truly, but they were both in the heavyweight division. They were both champions we wanted to see fight. One was actually from the UK, one was actually from America. Um EJ and Bud can't fit that. As good as Wilder and AJ fit that, but I get what he's saying. Right, right. He talking about the belt and the trash. Mm-hmm. Chuck Supremacy says, Earl Spence Jr. said his left eye is better than his right. So does that make him an eye bully? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are weird. Uh, see if we have any days available for next week to bring in Coach Larry Wade. Okay. He is the strength and conditioning coach of so many. He had Luis Ortiz, who was obviously very mad at Andy Ruiz for not taking the fight. He had Shane Mosley, who got the big win over uh, Rosado. Uh, he had Keller Plant in the big dance with uh, Canelo Alvarez. Do you want him in the afternoon show on Thursday? Negative. Negative. That's mornings, mornings. Uh, Thursdays are for like, you know, those hard to wake up guests. Mm. I feel like Coach Larry Wade is my age. You know, people in our age bracket, we get up early, we read the paper, we have coffee, you know. I don't yes, read the paper. In bed by Coach nine. Coach Larry Wade yeah. partake in the... <laughs> I don't know if he partakes in the uh, forbidden... Devil's lettuce. The devil's lettuce. <laughs> You know, I don't know. That would be interesting. I don't, I doubt a track guy because uh, Wednesday but is four twenty. Wednesday's four twenty. No, that won't work. We, I don't. I don't think we should get any guests on four twenty show because mm, except for Snoop Dogg, except for Snoop or be, someone that smokes Tyson, Mike. Wiz Khalifa, Mike. Wiz. We're just gonna name everyone that we know that's famous that smokes weed. <laughs> yeah. we'll just, that's the rest of the and show. hope they come in. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. 
Yeah, my guy actually works at a dispensary. My guy who picked me up, but you remember him? Mm-hmm. I took you to his house. Uh, okay. When I when, when oh, I picked you up over the there, to, yeah, he over moved there. down here. Yeah, he been out here for like a year. Is he famous? Or, nah, Not the nah. guy that had all the strippers. Yeah, that guy. Did he bring his business out here, or he, he stopped doing that? No, no, nah, he, nah, he no, no, no. He he's getting that going, but he's actually been uh, shooting uh, cross country pimping six or whatever. He 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 did a what, uh, what interview that? with the Godfather. Who he messes with Devin Haney. Okay, he did an interview with Church. Yep, yep. So he did the interview but, with Church. But so. what is he doing out here? Like like he just he just he just upped and left, and he's just trying oh, okay. to bring what he was doing. You know, back in in Milwaukee, he's trying to bring it here. Nice, but yeah, he works at one of the dispensaries. What's the so. na- uh, actually, don't tell me the name on here. Right, right. But uh, I told I told him I'd hook you up with him because I know you were you were looking. So yeah, man, we got five days before four twenty. Maybe they can be the uh, you know brand of choice. But make sure you hit that thumbs up button. Uh, we are scheduled to have Dewey Cooper in the show, or on the show, excuse me. Should be here in about uh, less than 10 minutes. Less than 10 minutes. He he woke up late. He woke up late. Look, everybody can't get up at 7.30. We'll give him a hard time. Don't well, worry. Yeah. 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 Constantly taking jabs. Yep. We're going to take some jabs at him. You know, he's a trainer. He should be able to side step or, you know, parry and things like that. Um, We're going to go ahead and open up these phone lines. Let's see. We got K-Boxing. What up? Yes, what it do? All good on this end. How All right. How are uh, you, champ? I just want to say real quick, uh, Ness, uh, your boy Danny, uh, just a quick question. Has he pretty much cleared getting an interview with, um, you know, with the truth? I mean, with his publicist and all that. I mean. Damn, you know, Earl got a what? publicist? Your name comes up. You know, it might be some heat there, you know. If my name come up and there's That's, some heat, that means I'm the truth. I'm 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 just I'm just saying, you know, uh, once your name come up, you know, he may he may he may not want to hear that, you know. So uh, I would have your boy Danny make sure he get that cleared, you know, first, because you know, once the boxing voice come up, he may just you know not even want to hear that. But uh, moving on, uh, Smith uh, is going to knock this guy out in this. Straight out, he gonna knock him out. He already um, pretty much uh, done let everybody know. You never uh, like when he fought Danny, uh, or even when he fought Porter. Yeah, he talked about it was a, a possibility of a knockout and everything. But if you notice from all his interviews and when he been confronted with that, yeah, he did say if the knockout come, but he's been training for the knockout. You see the shag, you see the fitness. Ness. Now, when you talk about my number one fighter, when you talk about my favorite fighter, uh, all that other mess we've been talking about recently is nothing. Now you're talking about my favorite fighter, my favorite group of fighters, and my number one fighter. And I'm telling you right now, my man going to hold it down under 10 and a half. Look for the KO because it's a statement to simply let the world know that, yeah, I don't care, Crawford, what you got to say. This guy handled you in the amateurs, amateur or pro. I'm going to show you what I do to the guy that handled you. So you know what you got coming next. That's my call. You're so passionate, man. I love it. Thank you for calling in. Um, yeah, man. I'm just saying, if Earl don't give Danny an interview because he with the boxing voice, then he losing because um, you can't have your – you can't be like – like you shouldn't be thinking about that. 
on mm. fight week. Like, oh, I, I I don't like those guys. Like, I'm not interviewing. Like, bro, worry about the fight, man. Get that fucking win. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oscar San Antonio. <laughs> I'm part of the 16%. I think Ulov is going to frustrate him with that loopy right hand. And, uh, I, um, yeah, I'm part of that 16%, man. I, I don't think he's going to – I think he's going to win by unanimous decision. I think he's going to outpoint him. But I was going to say, um, everybody's lighting him off because he has four losses. And that's the reason why I say, like, UFC, what I was trying to say was different. When uh, Mazdaball fought Nate Diaz, that was a big fight. And, you know, if that would happen in boxing, they'll say that's trash. And I think this is the reason why Rosado never got a fight with Canelo, even as a tune-up. Because, you know, if Rosado got picked up as, as a tune-up, they would, they would ridicule Canelo and say, oh, man, he's, he's cherry-picking again. Do you agree? I, I, I can't agree because I always, if you listen to this show for the last 11 years, I, I've been, at, you know, Rosado, he was been supposed to get a shot at Canelo a long time ago. I've been, I've been. No, no. I got you, bro. I got you. But I'm saying the community would say that's trash. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. They'll no, call I'm it trash, cherry picking, bum yeah. hunting. And they'll they'll make up true. so many terms. Are you kidding me? Yes, sir. And that's what I think. That's what they're doing with Ugas. They're riding them off because a guy with four losses, he ain't got nothing to lose, man, but everything to gain. Now, mm. Spence has everything Nah, he to got everything you know to mean? lose. That's I think he got a lot to lose. I think, you know, he lose that belt, you know. He going to lose that status, fly, flying in private jets with your 21-year-old wife. All that shit stops, man. No, no. I understand that, but he can get big fights with Thurman and all that still, right? Don't you think? He can get fights with other people. I don't know, man. I mean, Again, man, I go, not, I go back to the 21-year-old wife. How's she going to look at you if you lose that belt? Yeah, she might be I supportive. I know that, but he don't want to lose in front of her. Nah, and, and he, he don't want to get out. stopped. I'm he don't want to get stopped either. He flew her out, too. No, I'm not talking about... Yeah, but I'm not... About her, I'm talking about us. Like, will we write him off because he loses, or is that the best fighting the best? And uh, that's it, man. Uh, shout out to all I my mean, workers out I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Before you go, like, when you say, will we write him off, or is that the best fighting the best? Do you think that's the best fighting the best? Are you of that mindset, uh, or are you? Because there's a faction of people out there that, again, don't believe Ugas belongs, and they believe he got lucky in a Pacquiao fight fighting an old dude. Nah, he didn't get lucky. He, he, Manny could have adjusted with that loopy right hand, and he couldn't. You know what I mean? So th- there's no there's no luck about it. I was one of those. I thought he got set up, but I looked at it. I was like, oh, uh, guys, you know, just just put that work on him, bro. And he had a lot more. He had a lot more writing on it. He was like, no, nah, I gotta get this. And and look, he's looked he's looked at someone who beat a legend. Is he not now? Yeah. Again, I don't know if he's looked at. That way by everybody, champ. Some people think he got I mean, lucky. I, I understand. It is what it is. But on paper, he beat a legend. You know what I mean? He Absolute. Absolutely. 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 Well, I mean, but that goes, was the bell, champ. It goes Go to the thought that uh, look at Thurman. He lost one fight to Pacquiao, and everybody's pretty much written him off, I feel like. Like, most definitely. A lot of people say Thurman ain't shit now, and he's lost... One fight to Pacquiao, and Ugas made that loss look worse. He definitely did. And I think Ugas gets one more big fight, though. Even if he loses to the big fish, we can't act like he's not going to get another payday with somebody else. 
a Keith, um, you know, maybe a, a, a Danny Garcia. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I think he still ups his stock no matter what. I think it's just in the way that fight ends up going. <laughs> Yo, honestly, if my, once my producer reads it, he's gonna be like, "Yes, yes," but I'm saying no, no, because <laughs> there's so WrestleMania over here, bro. They're gonna love what's going on, but I'm like, no, no, that's not happening. No, <laughs> let me get to Hawk in Maryland. Shout out to Hawk. Thank you for calling in. Hello? What up? Yo, what up, Ness? And uh, what's up, Adrian? How's it going, man? All right, all right. Y'all got the fine show. I'm driving. Am, am I clear? You're clear. All right, cool. Hey, uh, first of all, we're going to have to uh, kill this noise about Earl Spence. I checked with some sources I had from back in the day. You know I'm an old dude. Earl Spence went to go see your boy Steve Austin's doctor. For all the youngest that don't know, Steve Austin is the bionic man. So Earl got the bionic eye now, man. He ready. That ain't nothing. Earl gonna knock Ugas the fuck out. Just like I said yesterday. He gonna knock him out because he's a way better fighter. Ugas scraped past Pacquiao. Ugas didn't do the job with Pacquiao. Pacquiao was still deciding whether or not he was gonna come back. When you go take an old dude out like that, you take him out like dude took Bernard Hopkins out. Knock his ass out the ring. I wasn't impressed with what uh, Ugas did with Pacquiao, man. He's supposed to wipe the dude off the mat. He wasn't supposed to think about coming back. He was supposed to know, ain't no way I'm coming back. This is a young man's sport. Who guys did not do that to Pacquiao? He beat him up a little bit, but he ain't, he ain't doing like he's supposed to do him. Earl would've took him all the way out. Pacquiao, would've, his wife would've told him, man, you ain't fighting no more. If it was Earl in there. So like I said, tomorrow, uh, Saturday night, we're gonna see Earl Spence knock who guys out. And everybody that's doubting the bionic man that uh, uh, he ain't gonna knock him out. They're gonna be, it's gonna be all about what 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 Terrence Crawford gonna do? Because I'm I'm wondering is Terrence Crawford is he even gonna no nah, he ain't gonna be there, right? His sister said he ain't gonna be there. Okay. But uh whatever fights we got, oh and I got um Lee. Lee for the knockout, uh, uh Ness. Yup. Brandon over Zachary Ochoa. Oh, that's the dude's name? Yeah, Zachary Ochoa is who Brandon Lee's fighting. Oh, okay, Zachary. Yeah, but I got Brandon Lee for the knockout. The dude's polished. And he's uh, nice as one other fight. Oh, I think we got 12 rounds with uh, with Connor Ben. If um, if uh, Wichicom shows up to fight, we got 12 rounds with that fight. I don't, you know, Connor Ben looked good in his last fight, but for some reason, Chris didn't look like the uh, dude he's fighting. What's his name? Yeah, Earl Spence knocked him out, too. But uh, Van Heerden? Nah, no, Van Heerden is who he's going to fight. But the, everybody's saying kind of Ben looks... He did look good in his last fight against a guy that Earl had beat up. The nutrition guy. He's a nutrition guy. Oh, oh yeah. You talking about uh, the dude that... Uh, he got that little belt for a little while and Pacquiao beat him up for it. 
Yeah, yeah. Pacquiao dropped him like six times and whatnot, but he still finished the fight. And uh, but yeah, him man. Um, I just thought he didn't really put up a good effort against um, Chris Algieri. That's who you're talking about. That's it, Chris Algieri. He didn't fight. Uh, I didn't think he put up a good fight against Conor Ben. But Conor Ben looked good. But he's going 12. I just think that's gonna be 12 when I fight. But how about knockout TBV? That's the Gibbs man. Y'all on fire. And I know what the dude was talking about. Um, because a long time ago. Uh, uh, boxing ego went to speak to Earl Spence and he thought he was Nesta and he was telling him he had to leave. And then, (laughs) (laughs) yo, I just seen that clip. Somebody tagged me this morning. And Earl, how Earl gets so he in his feelings. I wish I still had the clip to let y'all hear it. He like, man, I let you in my camp and you, I'm like, Bro, all I did was say the shit wasn't going to do good numbers on pay-per-view because we ain't stupid and knew you was going to win. Like, he making it seem like I cursed him out, talked about his family, like, bruh, get off that bullshit, man. Out here, yo, that shit corny, bro. Danny going to have to be in some, some like, alternative Danny colors. got a mask you going out saying? there, man. <laughs> he, can't go, he, can't, he can't run down on Earl without the mask. It's a wrap. He just got to shave the beard. You know what I'm saying? For just real. go in there, baby face. It's crazy, bro. Um, let's see here. Let's see here. Let's see here. I. We do have our guests in the building, but I'm gonna go to one caller before we go. Alumni call a long time listener. Yo, what's up there, fella? What up? What's going on? Long time no long time no here, Jay Hardcore. Good to hear you back, man. I hope everything is well. Shout out to you and your son. I know he's doing his thing now in MMA, man. Congrats. Thank you very much, man. Congratulations to uh, you moving the upward success as well, brother. I'm glad for you. Hey, uh, basically, I'm just calling about the fight, man. Uh, Spence looked like the old Spence uh, in this particular one, man. It looked like he really locked in and everything. And uh, I think it's going to be a very good three first three rounds. I think they're going to rumble, but I really think Spence going to really stop this kid, man. He's a little bit older. Uh, he's never been in a fight with anybody that's going to bring it to him like Spence is going to bring it to him. I think it's going to actually look like the how Spence when he fought Lamont Peterson and uh, he just systematically just broke him down. And I feel though that's the same thing that he's going to do to Ugas. Ugas is an excellent fighter and everything, but I just feel though that he's not going to be able to take the physicalities that uh, Earl's going to bring to him. So, I think it's going to be a, we're going to get a hell of a first three rounds. But after that, I feel though that Spence really going to break him down and stop him to the body. That's my prediction, man. You don't think that Sean Porter didn't give uh, Ugas a good fight as far as pressure and trying to bring the fight to him? When Porter fought Ugas, he didn't fight his normal fight that time. He Right before he got in the ring, he felt that God told him to fight uh, moving around, and they, he he wasn't the the, the 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 traditional Porter fight. So no, I don't think that. And Porter doesn't hit like Spence does. Facts, facts. And, I uh, agree Spence with you. Is more accurate. Yeah, Spence is more accurate. 
Fair That's enough. Fair enough. It. That's my call, man. Yeah. All right, Jay, man. Appreciate you calling in, man. Good to hear you back, champ. Keep uh, doing your thing and, and, and wish you nothing but the best, brother. Appreciate it. That's you. Take it easy, man. All right. Shout out to Jay Hardcore in that DMV area. Uh, looks like we have Dewey Cooper in the building. Uh, so he's going to be joining us here in just a bit. So, am I getting the queue or what? Am I getting the queue? Uh, Dewey Cooper. Well, as we wait for Dewey Cooper, you can go ahead and hit that thumbs up button. It's going to help with the visibility of the show. It's going to put this episode in the eyes of other boxing fans. Let them know. We're about to have Coach Dewey Cooper on the show. And uh, talk some boxing, man. See what he has in store for Jamie the Miracle Mitchell and all his other fighters. She just became a champion on the zone, uh, bringing some excitement into the women's division. You know, women's boxing needed getting and needing that resurgence. So, nah, most definitely. Oh, okay. There goes big coach Dewey Cooper. Mm. About to come into the studio. Let's go. What up? What up, what up, what up Coach? What up, you can sit up, right here. On. Appreciate you, man. Oh, in the shit. Sorry. Ah, it's all good. Part of the bloopers for behind the scenes. Yeah, Somebody get Travis' face. He always hates when they hit his cameras. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, man. First of all, nice studio. Man. Oh, appreciate wow. you, man. Thank you for wow. stopping by. Wow. Thank you for inviting the brother. You know what I mean? No problem. Uh, if Ken, if you want to put adjust that mic for him just so that they can hear him properly. So we are joined by Dewey Cooper. Uh, Mr. Cooper, obviously, um, I, I, I believe this is our first time interviewing you in studio or, or on the show, but we have definitely have had correspondence interview you throughout the many years you here in, in Vegas. I believe Sean Zatel was uh, probably one of our first uh, correspondents to interview you uh, before he went to Fight Hype. Yes. And I, I think you had a time where you trained or worked with uh, Devin Haney, correct? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. All right. So if you could just give us your start. I know you have an MMA background as well. So if you could give us your start and just uh, let us know a little bit about you. Well, um, I've been a lifetime martial artist slash fighter. Um, I started training Muay Thai back when I was nine years old. I had a long amateur career, uh, 145 amateur uh, Muay Thai fights. Wow. Kickboxing fights. Um, I won two world titles on the amateur level. I turned professional. I won two world titles on a professional level. Um, I got inducted in the Masters of Martial Arts Hall of Fame in 2008. And uh, throughout that journey, when I was in the middle of my fight, I was signed to the K1 also, which at the time was the highest kickboxing company in the world. It's, it's what the UFC is right now. Um during my fight career, I was also training people. My first world champion was a fighter, a boxer, a female boxer named Jessica Ricosi, Jessica the Raging Ricosi. She also, years later, fought on the Ultimate Fighter show and got to the finals uh, on that show where it was Misha and Ronda were the coaches. And my fighter, Jessica Ricosi, with no MMA experience, got all the way to the finals and lost in the final round to uh, 
the girl who just beat Amanda. You guys, uh, uh, you guys know her. Um, the vi- vi- you know the vixen. Come on, guys. You know your MMA. Oh, I don't watch uh, MMA. But, but, but uh, <laughs> what the hell was her name? I'm tripping. You know, I know her. Uh, uh, what the fuck's her name? She's the current champion. She just upset Amanda Nunes, guys. You guys know know who I'm talking about. Anyway. Oh, the one that said, okay, okay, okay. Uh, the Vixen. Uh, uh, what the hell I think it? I did see that on Oh, IG. Juliana Pena. Juliana Pena. I'm tripping. All right. Uh, sorry, Juliana. You know, I, I remember your name. You know, you ain't, you ain't my fighter, so it ain't that, <laughs> that deep in my head. But, yeah. Um, so I started coaching back in, like, 1999. I started training Jessica Ricosi a year. In 1999, we won our first world title in boxing. Uh, in 2001, and we went on to win five world titles. We unified the all the boxing divisions at 135. And if you guys don't know who Jessica, the Raging Ricosi is, man, y'all better check her out. She was a killer in boxing. And she was actually the first girl signed to TMT, Mayweather Promotions also. Okay. Um, since then, you know, I've done a lot of things. I did fight professional boxing also. Um, I was with the Guilty Boxing Umbrella hmm. slash Top Rank. Um I had 25 pro boxing fights, had three losses. Um, then I fought, fought mixed, professional mixed martial artists, mixed martial arts as well. Uh, four fights in that. Um, you know, I've done basically every fighting style professionally there is. And as a coach now, I've surmised 10 world titles. Jessica Ricosi won five. I don't know if you guys remember the WBA light heavyweight champion, Babu Shumanoff from Absolutely. Kazakhstan. I was his coach. He uh, he had a unification bout with Bernard Hopkins. Yeah, we lost that fight in in uh, D.C. at the D.C. Armory. Uh, but before that, we had uh, uh, two, title, two successful title defenses for his WBA super light heavyweight championship back mm-hmm. then. They started that super belt with Babu Shumanoff. Uh, after that, I won a world title with, of course, Jesse Vargas. You guys remember that? And we yep. ended up losing it to Manny Pacquiao. I won a world title with the bare knuckle boxer, Christine Misfit Fiera. Okay. I was her coach for that BKFC joint. Uh, and the last two titles I won was last year. And you guys know who it was. Francis Ngannou knocking out Stipe, and then Jamie the Miracle Mitchell a few months after yeah, that. We had went, Jamie went, in the studio. the bell. So, um, you know, I've been doing this shit a long time, man. You know, I'm 48 years old. I've been doing this shit since I was nine. Wow. Uh, I fought, you look great. You don't look 48. You know, I fought many, many fights, and uh, I got 10 world championships as a coach. Boxing. Oh, yeah, and Amir Abdallah also undefeated Amir Abdallah, who's now managing Badu Jack and, mm. and Caleb Plant and all these guys. He was also my fighter. We, we won a world title together. Sorry, Amir. Put some respect to his name. Summer Lakeham Brothers, Ramadan right now for you. Um, you know, I won world titles as a coach in boxing, kickboxing, bare knuckle boxing, and, of course, MMA being the UFC title with Francis Ngannou. So, man, you know, I'm kind of like a— a renaissance man, a a philanthropist when it comes to this shit. I do all fight styles. Uh, Well, this is a great question because you're qualified to answer it, being as though that you've done kickboxing and mixed martial arts. Um, What could you tell us about Tyrone Spunk? Our boxing community is receiving him um, negatively. I know him personally. I I lived in Florida. I've watched him spar the Croatian heavyweight, Philip Hergovic. I've watched him work alongside Pedro Diaz. I'm trying to tell my audience, don't sleep on this kid. Yeah, I know Spong but, well. I know Spong very well. I just seen him when Kevin Lee just fought Diego Sanchez on 
Habib's uh, Eagle FC like three, four weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Spong saw me warming Kevin Lee up, walked up in there, gave me a big hug, and and we talked for a minute. I wish I would have known he was fighting Andy Ruiz when I seen him. I just heard about that fight a few days ago. Um, Tyrone Spong is a monster, man. He's a complete monster. And I'll tell you a long story, a story a long time ago, way back when he was a light heavyweight, he was walking around, well, he, he was fighting that 175 and kickboxing, doing his thing, and K1 and glory and all of that. He came to Vegas to, when he first want, wanted to start boxing, he came to Vegas and trained with us at the top-ranked gym. He was training under Floyd Mayweather Sr. Oh, wow. In case you guys don't know, I come from the Mayweather umbrella. Jeff Mayweather was my boxing coach, and I also trained with Roger Mayweather when Jeff would go out of town, stuff like that. And I trained a little bit with Floyd, too. You know, I know I, I've been around the whole family since the, since the, uh, the, the 90s. Anyway... Tyrone Spawn went the top rank, man, and dusted down there everybody off in the gym. Floyd Sr. Was, was, was training him, and Floyd had him sparring a lot. He was sparring at least every other day, if not two or three days in a row. Wow. And at the time, literally every pro boxer in the gym, only one guy gave him good work, and these guys had way more experience than him in boxing. Uh, he literally beat up everybody at top rank gym. Um, back then, and he was coming from that Dutch kickboxing style, uh, and he was making that transition to boxing. So Tyrone been boxing way longer than his record shows. I know he's like 14 or 0 or something mm-hmm. like that, but, yo, he been boxing a long time, and he was a boxing heavy fighter even when he was kickboxing. So who knows how long he's been boxing. When I heard about the Ruiz fight, I I, I was like, whoa, you know. <laughs> It, 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 it shocked the hell out of me, and it is an odd matchup. So if you if you don't know martial arts, if you if you're not a fan of kickboxing, you're thinking, oh, Ruiz got an easy fight. You know who is this guy, Tyrone Spong? But I can tell you one thing, man. Ruiz better be ready because Tyrone ain't someone to sleep on. He got power. He's aggressive, and he's very strong, and he comes in shape. Um, the experience in a big time boxing fight. He's only had, what, two or three fights with, with, with good opposition or whatever in boxing. So um, I think I think you got to give Andy Ruiz a, a, a nod, the Olympic pedigree, a, a pure boxer this entire time. But I guarantee you one thing, it will be a competitive fight. Mm. Tyrone is no scrub. He's strong. He mean as hell. He got power. And uh, he has a, a fight-pleasing style. So don't sleep on this fight, guys. Tyrone's the real deal. His... Is his hand speed deceiving? Uh, do you think that it's comparable to Andy Ruiz? Because I've seen him working with Pedro. We we put a couple of highlights up on screen yesterday, and he's throwing combinations pretty fast. Is it comparable in your opinion? Ruiz got fast ass hands. I know Ruiz well. Also, uh, Ruiz got fast hands, man. Um, not many heavyweights hand speed are, are comparable to uh, Andy Ruiz, okay. honestly. Um, but yeah, Tyrone has good speed, but 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 he finishes his punches. He he really has bad intentions on on, on when he throws punches, so he'll stay dangerous the entire fight. Um, Tyrone's never been the type of guy who tries to utilize speed. He tries to crush people, and he wants to place those punches. Much much like the the style Canelo has transcended to placing punches heavy and hard, just breaking opponents down. Mm-hmm. So I think I think Spong will be trying to hit hit Andy hard, uh, and and the hand speed you you got to go with Andy on that. So Luis Ortiz came out yesterday, and he 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 called Andy all types of cowards. 
He called him an internet coward. He's a coward for not getting in the ring with him. He he said he you had the opportunity to fight me, a world renowned name, and you chose a kickboxer. Uh, <laughs> is is Luis Ortiz? Um, I guess underestimating Tyrone Spong, or is he just frustrated? Uh, both. You know, remember, man, I, I kickboxed first, then I started boxing. And when I started boxing, you know, everyone did the same shit. Oh, he's a kickboxer, he's a kickboxer. And until you start spawning with world champions and, and, and holding your own in, 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 in the gym. And um, Lewis is frustrated because he's, Louise is frustrated because he's getting up there in age. I mean, I mean, the greener pastures are, are close you know, in 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 his rear in 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 his uh you know front view, so he he knows he ain't got many many big fights left. Um, it would have been a great fight. I, you know, I agree with with Ortiz. I would love to see their Ortiz and Ruiz fight. I would take Ruiz in that fight, by the way. But I love <laughs> to see it. Um, but that's what happens, man. We're in the landscape, guys. Let's be real. It's not always about the best matchups or shit that makes sense. Jake Paul and showed us that. You know what I mean? It's just about popularity and what can can make, you know, a lot of money and not just in one avenue. Uh, Ortiz and Ruiz would be good for boxing, but Tyrone Spung is worldwide known in, in more than one capacity than just boxing. So all the MMA people are going to tune in, all the kickboxing people are going to tune in, all of Holland and and the UK are going to tune in. So uh, Tyrone does bring something interesting to the table, and it will branch out to a, a audience who's not just into pugilistic uh, pugilistic boxing. So uh, Ortiz, he knows how it is. Uh, last thing I'll say about that: to call Ruiz a coward, you you know he ain't a coward. Um, it may not be a fight he won. He may not like the way the fight matches up or whatever, but it's not necessarily him being a coward. Um, he fought fucking Anthony Joshua, you know what I mean, on a short notice, you know what I mean? He ain't no, he ain't a coward. Ruiz and fought everybody. Joseph Parker, several guys. So uh, uh, Luis is frustrated. And uh, Tyrone Spong, all you people in boxing who don't know him, don't just sleep on him, man. He will, he will come to fight. Um, he's tough. And uh, he has a mentality. He's going to try to go out there and, and, and knock Ruiz out for sure. So you don't have to worry about a kickboxer being in his shell and not uh, not swinging at, at Ruiz mm. hard. So Ruiz better take this guy seriously. Well, I appreciate that you gave us such a great breakdown because, again, most of our audience uh, counted him out. I'm looking at him like there's a reason Usyk pulled out of that fight. Yes. Um, but But tell us about your time with Devin Haney. What could you tell us? Uh, about training him, work ethic, and and obviously your breakdown of his fight with George Cambosos, which he has to do in Australia. If he beats him once, he's got to beat him twice due to the contract. Yes. In Australia. Yes, well, crazy story. Uh, we were at Richard Steele's gym way back in the days, um, like, you know, a long time ago. I was still fighting all that. I was training with Jeff Mayweather there, and I used to start, and, and, and I also trained people at Richard Steele's gym. Um, I remember Devin as a little kid coming to the gym. Uh, when he how started, little? How young was he? God, you, you know, he was a kid. I would say he was probably eight years old. Wow. You know, he was a kid kid. Um, Jeff Mayweather started off training Devin Haney, my coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll never forget I'll never forget this kid coming in. I was, I was there with my nephew, Big David. Um, we had just finished training, and Bill Haney brings Devin to the gym. And... Uh, 
and and the reason why I remembered Bill, you know, he had the super expensive whip and all of that. Whip, <laughs> whip means car, you know. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you could tell they had money type thing. And no big deal. You know, me as a younger guy, you know, oh, you know, homie balling over there, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he brings his son in, little kid Devin, right? And Devin, the first time I seen him walk in the gym, he was one of these little kids who had swag, confidence, you know. You could tell he was going to be something special before he even got in the ring. Apparently, Devin was being a knucklehead, so Bill wanted to teach him a lesson and make him go there and spar. Hadn't boxed yet. You know, he sparred a kid a little older than him, a few years older. Had some amateur experience. They put the gloves on Devin, uh, and Devin beat the hell out of this kid. <laughs> you know, the the first day he had ever boxed, and uh, Jeff started training him, so I seen him as a kid coming up. Devin, I, I always said he'd be a world champion. And by the way, even though I'm not training Devin, we still cool. You know what I mean? Uh, I got love for Devin. Um, I just seen him at a, a, a sushi place uh, not too long ago, about two, three weeks ago. We embraced it, had a great conversation. But um, Devin was super talented always. He was super, super confident. And as a kid, he trained extremely hard. Um, all of his coaches, from Jeff to Roger to Floyd Sr., uh, well, I'll tell you that he trains like a lunatic, man. Mm-hmm. We all knew he would be world champion. So when our Bill, but was it based off the work ethic, or is it obviously because the skill was it, evident? It was based on everything. Remember, man, when 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 you make bold predictions, seeing a kid and saying he'll be a world champion, it ain't just God giving attributes. It's every fucking thing, mm. uh, especially from a from a fighter and a coach's perspective. There's a lot of guys that's got this off the charts athletically. But but you you make him train hard and you don't see him for three or four days. Devin was the type of kid that wanted to train every day, train hard as you wanted him to train, and kept his 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 confidence like like he was the man before he was the man. You know what I mean? So I always knew he was going to be a champion. We all said it. Um, then you know he started fighting the amateurs. You guys know all about his amateur career. And uh, when he turned pro, uh, Bill Bill Haney called me and was like, hey. Uh, you know, we want to we want to bring you on the team. They love what I do with the intensity and the power and, and and the body shots and all of that. So we worked together for a long time. A lot of his earlier fights before he was allowed to fight in the states were in Mexico. Mm-hmm. I was, Seventeen of them. Yes, yes, I, I know. I was there in the corner for most of them. Uh, you know, even for the fight when he fought. Let me interrupt there. Was it was it as hostile as Bill makes it seem? Like he's like. He he feels like um, that time in Mexico was so important to Devin's career because he got to experience, you know, enemy territory at a young age, people rooting against him, yes. you know, uh, booing him. So when he got to the Joseph Diaz fight and they booed him, nothing new. You know, it didn't affect with his psyche. Yeah, it was um, because for some reason the fans out there always wanted him to lose. Even when, when he had per se, the right opponents, it still seemed like don't go to the scorecards or the judge is going to rob you type thing. Mm-hmm. I remember one fight where everyone claimed, oh, Devin lost, Devin lost uh, in Mexico. If you heard about that rumor, it uh, didn't happen. We fought on the on the rooftop of a, of a restaurant slash bar, and it was a really nice venue, by the way. And, no, Devin won every round. It just happened to be the fight was more competitive than the other fights he had out there. But he definitely won every round. But, yeah, people were booing, and, and, and they really wanted the uh, 
guys out there to beat him. And and, and yeah, it, it it gave him experience, but but like I said, since Devin was a little kid, he had a certain confidence about him, and that's what it's about. It ain't about whether you're fighting in your backyard or someone's hometown. It's all about the confidence and the belief and the and the work ethic that you brought into the camp and that you bring into the ring that night. And Devin had that the first time he walked in the gym as a fucking kid with no experience, f- fucking up at school or whatever, and then happened to fight somebody for real. You know what I mean? So... Bill may be right, but but Devin had it inside him anyway. There's certain guys that just got that unrelenting belief and confidence mm. in himself, in themselves, and Devin's one of them dudes. Did you ever make Devin spar Jesse? Because I feel like yeah, there was yeah, a they, time they, they, they were in the gym together. They they they, 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 they sparred on more than one occasion. Mm. How were those the, the, for the, Devin in terms of experience being in there with a former world champion, yeah, a current world champion? Yeah, yeah, they they were great. Devin, that's one thing they did right. He sparred everybody, Sean Porter, uh, Mayweather Jr., well, Floyd Mayweather Jr., let me put some respect on his name. He sparred every top boxer he could he could get in the ring with, you know what I mean? Wait, so you were there for the Floyd sparring? Yeah, yeah, I've seen him spar everybody. Bill likes to say he fucked Floyd up for the McGregor fight. Well, were you there for that sparring? Yes, I, I was there. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna leave that alone. <laughs> Is I'm, he? I'm, you know, I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm a real brother. I'm not some punk corporate dude or some or some bullshit. But I, I really don't give details about sparring. It's just not the etiquette that I do as a world champion, as a Hall of Famer, and as a current uh, coach. All I can tell you, um, you know, that it, it was it, it was a good session. And also, one thing a lot of people don't understand about sparring, one guy may be doing his very best while one guy's just working. So unless it's bad blood, doghouse fucking sparring where y'all agree we're going to go to someone and get the shit knocked out of them or we're going to go hard for 10 rounds or 8 rounds or fucking 4 rounds, whatever it is, you can't really judge sparring like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm sure... I'm sure Floyd never sparred Devin with the intention to try to hurt him. Not saying he could or would, but I'm just saying Floyd. Floyd always had love for Devin, so um, I, I think I, I don't think Floyd went in there with the intention of of, of, of you know going zero to a hundred. You know what I mean? So that may be the difference. But remember, in Bill's in Bill's uh, perception. It, it may have looked a certain way, but but I never judged that unless I'm telling my guy and I'm telling the, the coach and the other guy, hey, have him pick it the fuck up. Yo, we need real work, that sort of thing. So I can't come in on, on any of that because I've been knowing Floyd since he was like 17 years old. But were you impressed? Because nonetheless, Devin had to be significantly younger and significantly less experienced than Floyd. Yeah. Um, so were you impressed with what Devin was able to do with TBE? I was always impressed when Devin sparred, even when he sparred Shakur both times. Uh, uh, you know, that Dev, Dev is always a hard, uh, a hard outing for anyone near his weight or whatever. You know, Devin lets, lets his hands go. He moves well. He has great reflex. Um, so, I can't think of any times where I wasn't impressed with Dev, even before I trained him and even after I trained him. You know, he he always comes with a confidence and he comes to work. But again, um, I sparred with younger guys when I became world champion, guys who were fans of me and, and all of that, and guys who were considerably less experienced than me. 
and and kickboxing and in boxing and I didn't try to turn up on them and beat the hell out of them. It was just work. And um you know, maybe Floyd had that mentality, maybe he didn't. You gotta talk to him about it, but you know, I don't judge it on on one or two sparring sessions unless like I said, there's bad blood, man, and and uh there wasn't any bad blood. It was just a day of work. For sure. Now, obviously, you have the miracle, uh, Jamie Mitchell. Um, I think there's some great fights for her in her division. I know she has contract obligations and rematches and things of that sort. But um, who are you hoping that she's able to get in the ring with as far as another champion um, before anything any roadblocks because I'm seeing Melissa Odessa Park out there. Ebony Bridges is very popular with Matchroom. Yes. Uh, who do you prefer to see her in the ring with? Well, before I even answer that question, hey, where where where's the cameras at? Where, where do I look? Well, at? your camera is this one. All these people saying that Jamie Miracle Mitchell turned down fights with them is a flat out lie. Um, champions are here to defend their title, not protect their fucking titles. I get real irritated when I get on the internet and see people saying that we turned down a fight. First of all, you could call Jeff Mayweather, you can call uh, one Master One Kick Nick Blumgren. My entire career, I never turned down a fight with anyone. And I, I expect the same culture from, from the fighters that I train. Um, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night and and have the same enthusiasm training my fighter if they were running scared from some fucking body. Because when you're a goddamn world champion, that's what you are, world champion, meaning anybody in the world can get it. And saying that there are some females out there saying that we turned down fights, blah, blah, blah. Guys, there was, there was never any fight offers that we've turned down. Every fight offer we ever got, we fucking took it. Um... And, and I think it's real odd these girls, some girls here locally in Vegas, are just lying to themselves, man. They don't want to spar. We've called and offered to pay them money to spar. They don't want no work. But all of a sudden, we're, we're running from them. We don't want to fight them. So stop the bullshit. Jamie has not turned down any fights. And to be honest, we don't have the power to turn down any fights. Jamie just became world champion, guys. Uh, we got that on luck more so than 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 them thinking we had a chance. Jamie fought on an all-female show that Clarissa Shields did and uh, got the only KO that night, the one she did in her hometown. Then we got the call for, for Courtney. They definitely thought Courtney was going to beat her. Mm-hmm. Jamie shocked the world and beat her like we knew she would. She's now champion. We never got any offers to fight anyone. We're supposed to do a rematch with Shannon Courtney. She has some sort of injury. They gave us the next British girl because their company is a U.K. company, Mm -hmm. and they got us fighting U.K. girls. It's that simple. To answer your question, after my long little charade, because that shit been been on my mind, people thinking we ducking fights and shit. Nah, man, we don't duck fights. Um, Especially on the level in in, in female boxing where there's no real super fights where you're going to make real money and and life-changing generational wealth. Mm. Why the fuck would we duck anybody? Um, But to answer your question, she has contract obligations. She has to do the rematch with Shannon Courtney. Mm -hmm. She's going to smash Shannon Courtney this time uh, for sure. Like we knew she was going to beat her last time, but we expect the smashing this time. And then after that... If in a perfect world, and if I had the the 
No, no politics, uh, excluding the politics. Yeah, if, if I had the power to say what she should do, I would definitely say fight Ebony Bridges mm-hmm. because, you know, Ebony um, is popular. She just won a championship, and uh, we love to, to, to get a unification match going. But anybody who deserves it, who's in the top five in the world, should be up for a chance to fight against the champion. All these other bitches who ain't even rated in the top 10. <laughs> Quick call our name out. If you're not in the top 10, if you're not rated in the WBA top five, keep winning fights. Keep building your brand and getting popular stripping or, 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 or whatever you want to do. And when it's time, Jamie will fight you. We're not running from anyone. And, and, and remember, I'm only the coach. But I talk to Jamie every day. We have a good bond and we train very hard. So it's real disrespectful to the champion plus the coach because we put work in every day. We pounding the payment right now. We don't even have a fight. Um, I'm a martial artist, man. I believe in training every day. The reason why I woke up late today, go to go to my gram right now, I was training at 2 in the morning, man. What? You know what I mean? You know, we work. So um, that's what I like for Jamie to do. Um, I'm, I'm real proud of her, and it's funny how the world works. No one even cares about you until you win something important. Now everybody want to cloud chase and build a name off of you. But for the record, I'm talking about it for way too long because it's, it's something that's that's been pulling at my heartstrings for a while. We haven't turned down any fights. And even her manager, Brian Cohen, I talked to him personally and said, you turned down any fights you didn't tell us about because it's making us look bad, people claiming this shit. Because sometimes the managers do that type of shit, mm-hmm. don't even tell you. Brian promised me, and he's a man of integrity, he hasn't turned down any fights. So these are straight-up blatant lies that people are saying on the internet. Mm. So are we looking at the story or your last post? Uh, story. Uh, can we get a screen share? Keep going to that. Keep passing. Keep going. You know, that's yesterday training. See, we're in the lab right there. That's Jamie. We're in the lab, man. We train every day. We ain't these fighters that when you don't have no fight, not at the gym. We're at the gym every day, six days a week, chopping wood. By the way, Samuel Arnold III, S3, boxing prodigy, 18 years old. He's fighting on the Spence Ugas show uh, tomorrow night. Uh, I'm flying out there tonight. Wow. Uh, You know, really, really excellent fighter. Samuel Arnold III, that's one guy you guys need to get in here. Seven-time national champion as an amateur, uh, incredible fighter. He's on the uh, Spence Ugas undercard. Yeah, just all right. You keep going. It. Yeah, it was two in the morning. So it's gonna be the last one. Oh, gotta, go for it. Yeah, keep just keep skipping, keep skipping, keep skipping, keep skipping. Ice cream. That's seven me. hours ago. Seven hours ago. Yeah. What time? <laughs> what time is it? You know what I mean? You seen that? We in the gym, man. Yeah. Like, so I, I got so many. You good, Austin? I got so many fighters that I got boxers, MMA guys. I have a lot of fighters. Sometimes after I train, guys, I'm so tired. You know, I go home, I eat, I chill, and then I, I get my work in. I have to get my work in, man. That's that's the way I can absorb the punching power and kicking the knee and power of UFC heavyweight champion Francis Ngannou. I also trained Carlos Takam, the, you know, heavyweight boxer from Cameroon by way of France. These guys hit very hard. You got to stay in shape. You got to stay strong to be able, be able to absorb the power these guys throw. And I'm just a martial artist, man. I train every day. So Samuel is local to... No, no, Samuel lives in Dallas. He comes oh. out here. I, I've been training him since he was like 12 years old. 
Oh, so he flies out here yeah, for training. Yeah. Oh, wow. Dedication for yes, sure. Yes, yes. All right. Um, so I do want to talk about, because you were talking about people claiming Jamie was uh, ducking. Yes. Do you feel Canelo's ducking Benavides? This is what Floyd is saying. <laughs> Floyd is like, yo, you know, Canelo's a good fighter, but I think he's ducking Benavides. He literally just <laughs> said it flat out. Do you see it that way? Benavidez, I feel, is the greatest adversary for Canelo. Mm. I feel that his team is very intelligent and they know and, and they, they feel the same way. Um, when you get to the point Canelo is, much like Floyd is now still is, much like Floyd was and still is to a certain degree, he could make $20 million doing exhibitions. There'll never be another Floyd Mayweather, by the way, make, doing shit like he's doing. Mm -hmm. But... Canelo is the next guy up. When you get to that point, you actually run your own situation. So, yeah, it, it probably is intimidation because, you know, Benavidez, Mexican-American, he has that, that Mexican machismo, but he got that American swagger, that, that serious confidence, and he got God-given attributes, tall, fast hands, throw a lot of goddamn punches. Um... So I feel like Canelo feels that he probably don't have a lot of a lot of advantages against a guy like Benavidez. And so yeah, he probably is he probably is I wouldn't say ducking because you gotta put respect on Canelo's name, but since the business isn't the smartest business for him, that gives him a reason not to take the opportunity. Mm. Because people, you know, would say that about Floyd. You you definitely remember that. And Floyd was the pound-for-pound pound best fighter in the world, so fighting him was a sweepstakes for whoever fought him so he could choose whichever route he wanted to go. If we're talking from a straight fan, fuck the politics. First of all, boxing is a business disguised as a sport, first of all. Let's not mistake this. Boxing is a business disguised as a sport. Big shots to Amir Dollar. So in other words, business comes first, and that's what people don't understand. Mm -hmm. Once you get to a position where business can come first, yep. Devin Haney's fighting Cambosis in Australia, by the way. He beats him, and he beats him in a rematch. Skills pays the bills. Devin has to fight Cambosis in Australia. But if Devin keeps winning, it becomes the pound-for-pound pound best fighter in the world. He won't have to make moves like that anymore. Mm -hmm. Canelo has paid his dues to where he don't don't have to make these dangerous moves anymore. So, from a business perspective, he's doing the right thing because Benavidez might jump in that ass, man. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, that's just the God's utter truth. If Benavidez can take his power, Benavidez wins the fight straight up. That's a big if because. That's like I said, if anyone could take anyone's power, if the guys could have took Mike Tyson's power, they could have beat him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's a complex situation with a lot of layers. If you're looking from a fan perspective, Floyd is 100% right. But if you're looking at it from a business business perspective, which Floyd did a lot in his career, then you can't say that strongly. Mm -hmm. um, I would love to see him fight Andrade. I'd love to see him fight Benavidez. I'd love to see all those fights. Um, could, I'd love to see him fight Charlo. But, I mean, he's doing what he's doing, and, and people are still paying him a lot of money, and everyone's tuning in. So, 
What you know? What if you, you could control, who would he fight next? He's fighting Bivol. You think he wins? And if you do think he wins, who would you want to see him fight next? Yeah, I, I definitely see him winning. Um, I see him winning by knockout. Probably. Oh about, wow. Pro- probably about ninth round. Um, them body shots and the way he placed them punches, man. Oof. You know, I, yeah, I see it about nine rounder. Oh, uh, you know, competitive fight, fun fight, but I see him stopping them. I would definitely love to see him fight Benavidez, but more more than that, I'd love to see him fight Charlo. Mm. I'd love to see it. I'd so, see Jamel, it. the younger one, or no, the. No, Jamal. Jamal. I'd love to see him fight Jamal. That's the fight I'd love to see. Just because of the talk, the 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 hostility that it would bring. And and let's be honest, man. Um, anytime you get a, a hip hockey, a, a hip hoppy, cocky black fighter fighting against Viva La Mexico, it always brings a spectacle. <laughs> it always brings the black people there cheering for for Charlo, and it always bring the 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 the, the red, green, and white cheering for Canelo. So that would be a fun fight. Um, and after that, whoever wins should definitely get Benavidez a chance to unify because Benavidez definitely deserves the fight, uh, a fight that, that throws him to us boxing superstardom as well. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Benavidez. I like what he does. So, um, yeah, I think that that should be the route. It won't be the route because, like I said, Canelo, he he, he, he does what he wants to do and he he's earned that right. So, Mr. Cooper, uh, you you obviously trained Francis Ngannou. There's been a lot of talk about him fighting uh, Tyson Fury, possibly. Do you think it's realistic? And what sort of shot? Because, I mean, look, McGregor was obviously, you know, globally known as the face of MMA. And he did poor, in my eyes, against Mayweather. For MMA guys, I think he did well because Mayweather let him go that long. But I think he was just setting him up for the knockout. Um, how well does an Engano do with the Fury, and and should you get him a few fights before? Or is it like McGregor, one and nothing? You know, if you can't beat him, you can't beat him. Well, you know the the Conor McGregor Mayweather fight was the perfect fight to make matches like Francis and Tyson Fury possible. So that fight had to happen, and yeah, Floyd toyed with him. We knew that Floyd beat him up and took his his. Over exaggerated punching power they were claiming Connor had. Um, we expected that. The difference is with Francis and Gunu, first of all, these are heavyweights. These are guys who bring great attributes. Tyson Fury brings his boxing confidence, slick, you know, at times uh careless boxing to the table. Francis brings some good attributes too. He brings power. He brings power in both hands. Um, and this is a man who, if you know Francis Ngannou's story, you want to see him fight whoever he fights because, man, he was digging dirt his whole life. He decided, man, I want to I wanna do something. I want to be like Mike Tyson. And he left on foot from Cameroon, went all through Africa like a goddamn movie, like, like, trying to get to his destiny. He lands in Paris, France, wanting the box, goes through all these crazy things. Next thing you know, he's in the UFC knocking everybody out. Next thing you know, he's hitting hitting machines harder than anybody in the world. Next thing you know, he goes through adversity, and now he's UFC heavyweight champion. If Conor deserved the right to fight 
boxing's best. A heavyweight like Francis Ngannou definitely does. I'm very confident that it will happen. Mm. Uh, nothing, nothing is is uh, no offers are on the table and all of that. But Francis wants to, and like we talked about Canelo a minute ago, uh, being able to uh, make the decisions for his career that he wants at this point. Francis deserves the same thing because unlike Conor, Conor was still under contract with the UFC. So UFC basically had to say yay and nay on what Conor were doing. Mm-hmm. Francis fought his fights out. He, he completed his last fight in his title defense against the real gun. So now Francis can actually make what moves that he wants to make uh, with the UFC or separately of the UFC. So that's the dynamic that people aren't understanding, man. Francis had chances to extend his contract, and he didn't. He bet on himself. Crazy thing, man. He bet on himself and ended up winning. How old is he? Francis is 34. Do you think it's better for him to wait for a Fury shot or a big name fight like that, or or do you think you can develop him and start getting them fights until those big fights come? Is it not worth it to go that route? See, I can tell he don't understand MMA because when you're a UFC goddamn champion, that's a big deal. Not to boxing people, but to the world, that's a big deal. the, the, The sport of mixed martial arts has gained tremendously internationally. Um... I love boxing too, but MMA is bigger than what you guys think, man. The shit is huge. Francis is very popular. Um, and being the UFC champion is like being being the Super Bowl winning champ of MMA, especially being the heavyweight UFC champion. So Francis is in a position where he can call his own shots. He don't have to take any developmental fights or warm-ups or tune-ups and, and that sort of thing. He, he doesn't have to do that. Uh like I said, Connor did it with Floyd. So Francis definitely, I think it would be dis, disadvantageous for him to do warm-ups and all of that. The Tyson Fury fight, they both want it. It has to happen. Um, details aren't out. We don't know how it's going to happen, but that fight has to happen. And uh, much like this Tyrone Spung versus Andy Ruiz fight, uh, you box in public better take this fight seriously because um, – when Francis gets in the ring and throws just hands, um, it's going to be different than MMA. You ain't got to worry about getting tired from wrestling and getting kicked in the kneecaps and all of that shit. We'll be able to focus on just straight boxing, something he always wanted to do anyway. So um, he's going to be ready to go. And, man, that good old-fashioned power. We've seen Otto Wallen should have had the fight stopped against Tyson Fury. We seen him we seen Tyson split up, still fighting, but the fight should have been stopped. Otto Wallen should have beat Tyson Fury that night here in Vegas. And uh the only reason why they didn't stop that fight is because it was Tyson Fury. So we seen Tyson Fury not have great nights. And uh you know well, we'll, how we'll is Francis Ngannou different from a Deontay Wilder who who's focused his whole adult life on boxing and uh, couldn't get the job done. Size, Tyson won't be able to lean on him and just burn him out from there. Uh, we're good with, with that type of grappling-ish, old-school boxing. So I, I feel like Deontay Wilder just was too little, man. Mm. And when he gained weight for the third fight, he was too big. His body wasn't used to that weight, so he got tired anyway. Mm. <laughs> Every time Deontay threw a, a technically good punch, Tyson Fury went down. 
Deontay Wilder only threw three or four technically sound punches. The rest were just swinging, flailing type punches. When he did, Fury went down. And and what I can tell you is that Francis Ngannou definitely has power comparable to Deontay Wilder's. But Francis Ngannou is 270-something pounds. Oh, wow. Remember, Francis walks around at about 285. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll you know, when, when he's not in serious crazy training he'll come in there heavy he'll he'll come in there tip-top shape 255 254 this sort of thing so fury won't be to just lean on him and burn his legs out the way he did deontay wilder um and in that third fight with deontay wilder he looked good he was swole big ripped muscles all of that but his legs were the same size and that's where he needed to put his weight in his legs versus his upper body. Hmm. And Francis, you ever seen him? He got legs. He's a strong lower body. And uh, I, I feel it's a very compelling fight. I'm, I'm a logical person. Of course, Tyson Fury has all the advantages as far as boxing. But, man, there's certain intangibles you guys just can't measure. You can't measure the heart. And you boxing, and I'm a boxing guy too, but I'm just talking to the pure boxer. Yeah, that's me. You know, you boxing guys don't understand the punching power Francis has, and it's getting better and better and better. Um, so, but w- wouldn't that be more reason to give him a regular former he- a Brian Jennings? You know, yeah, but but a Brian Jennings isn't going to generate the type of money that that that's on the table. But wouldn't it wouldn't it generate the interest to make that Fury fight more serious? Man, Jake Paul is selling damn near million pay-per-views you don't think people are gonna tune in to see heavyweight boxing champion versus ufc heavyweight champion uh it's not about trying to generate interest the interest is already there that's why tyson fury would rather fight francis than 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 uh dylan white you know what i mean because tyson fury understands hey, hey it's, it's, it's a big money grab in this fight too Tyson Fury wants this fight as much as Francis does. If Francis didn't bring a certain component to the table, Tyson Fury wouldn't, wouldn't want to waste his time. Uh, you guys are underestimating the popularity of Francis Ngannou. You guys are under, uh, underestimating. So you think it does more pay-per-views than Floyd McGregor? No, I'm not saying that, but it's going to do more pay-per-views than a than lot Wild of Than Wilder Fury? Um, yeah, I think it will. I do you think, think they will. get the same the same check? Are you are you looking for the same kind of money? Do you think that they can make the same as like a or more? Mc, because McGregor? when it was because it's it, heavyweights, you know yeah. that like you said, heavyweight champion is definitely the one title that every man wants, right? And, and, and once you see Francis and Gunnell's real and hear his story and see that punching power, um, it gets more interesting. Um, as far as money and all that, that's up to. To to Mar- to Markel Martin and Francis and Gunner to to negotiate that, but I know it's going to be a handsome reward. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, but but guys, we're not just making up shit. Tyson Fury's talking about fighting Francis more than Francis is talking about fighting Tyson Fury. Um, there's a reason for that, man. Francis is a star, and people know him. And this MMA community is global, man. These MMA fans are loyal. Um, they will come and tune into that fight. They will order it on pay-per-view. The arena will be sold out, and uh, it's going to be a lot of excitement going into a fight like that. And uh, I, I'm definitely hoping it happens. And uh, um, Francis definitely wants it. 
and Tyson definitely wants it. So I what about Bob? You're here in Vegas. Did you speak to Bob about it? And this is the last one. We got to go yeah. see the producer. We got another guest in the green room. Yeah. So I'm sorry. Yeah, no problem. Hey, we could cut it now. Whatever. You know? No, no, no. I do want to know. I do want to know. Did, did did you guys like is some soft meetings with Bob? And- That's nothing. There's nothing. Francis isn't obligate. You know, he's under contract. So no, like I said, there have been no talks. I'm just, you asked me a question. I'm just answering it For honestly. Sure. With how I feel, this is nothing official. Um, but Francis always wanted to box. That's what got him to leave his country and the and the fine mixed martial arts. But he's always wanted to box. That's no mystery. And uh, Tyson said he wants it. Francis says he wants it. Of course, we said boxing is a business disguised as a sport. The business must be worked out. But you ask me personally, do I see it happening? And my answer is absolutely, I see it happening. May not be till a, a certain projected date, but I see it happening. Uh, right now, Francis is um, recovering from a, from a knee surgery and all of that, but I see it happening. And guys, just just tune in. It's going to be an exciting fight. Um, or it, it will be an exciting buildup. And they're heavyweights, man. UFC heavyweight champion versus linear boxing top champion. Hey, you got to see it. We're in, that, we're in that era. Well, you got to see this type of shit, man. We're about to, we, we, we see celebrities fighting celebrities. We see YouTubers. Oh my God, you're going to, you're going to make, we're going to make see, my producer so mad. Man, tell the producer, oh, I'm out, 30 seconds. No, no, we, no, 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 because I want to ask you. We see YouTubers We see all this type of shit. I want to ask you, Will Smith versus Dwayne Johnson, who wins? Man, because everybody, because check it out, check it out, Dewey. Everybody's like, yo, he won't fight, uh, he won't slap Dwayne Johnson, the rock, he'll slap Chris Rock. I think, I think my man Will learned how to fight when he played the Muhammad Ali movie. You, yeah. you don't play boxing, he yeah. learned for real. Dwayne, too cocky, yeah, yeah. Um, thing is, Dwayne's an athlete, you know, mm. football player, wrestler, athlete, he's very muscle heavy. Um, so I'm not sure how that's going to equate into a fight. He might get tired. He might start throwing wild punches. Exactly. I'm not sure how tough Will is because I'm sure the Rock has some kind of strength. Yes. Uh, you know, so I feel weird saying Will Smith a beat the Rock. <laughs> <laughs> but Will is from Philly. Yeah. You know about that Philly shell. Uh, <laughs> God damn. I'm not, hey, I'm not going to say nothing, but I agree with you. If you had to go boxing experience, boxing ability, you'd have to go with Will Smith. But I'm just not going to say Will Smith beats The Rock. <laughs> well, I'm dude, rocking with The Rock. I'm rocking with The Rock. Just just dirty boxing and pushing them all against the ropes. Bolo punch. It, it's hard to say, right? Because The Rock could just walk him down and just pink, yeah. pink. Yeah. I mean, you, just, you don't even know if Will can take a punch like you he said. You ain't lying. You ain't lying. But, but I, I do agree with them. He definitely wouldn't slap The Rock because it wouldn't be a boxing fight. It, it'd be, it would be a fight. And when it's a street fight, shit get real different. Strength, size, aggression, all that shit matters. God can grab me and slam me in your fucking head like a like a kettlebell. And I'm sure The Rock could definitely pick up Will and slam him real good. Yeah, rock and, him like a and rag And The Rock dog. does do some mixed martial arts training. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure he can wrestle a little bit too. Uh, so, yeah, man, that Will Smith, Chris Rock shit was crazy, <laughs> man. All I can say, 
Big big shots to Chris Rock. He's much more mature than me because there's no man, <laughs> there's no man gonna walk up on me, let alone swing on me. When he walked up, I would I would have went to him and knocked his head off. And he knew what was happening because he was like, uh oh, and yeah. put his. But anyway, listen, we gotta yeah, go. No doubt, no Give doubt. out your social media, please. Do it, hey, hey guys. Uh, I'm on I'm on uh, Instagram. Instagram. I'm on Instagram. Uh, I love a follow. Show me some love. And by the way, I got interesting fucking videos on my shit. So. Yo, check me out. It's DC Black Cobra. DC Black Cobra. Cobra with a K. You see the BKSS, Black Cobra Striking Systems. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you uh, for coming on. Thank you for coming me, on. Holler at me. And, and by the way, if you have questions uh, and shit like that, hit me up. Uh, a lot of people hit, my, hit up my Instagram showing me videos of their kids. Hey, what can I do to help my kid become a better boxer? I will give you that. You know, my opinion on what you can do to help your kids. Come all about the kids, too. Thank you guys for having me. DC Black Cobra, holla at me. All right. We're going to take a quick intermission, take this picture with Dewey, and we'll be back with Jamal Pemberton in, in just a few minutes. Thank you, guys. No, thank you, man. Pemberton. So how are you, Jamal? I'm pretty good. How about yourself? I'm good, man. You're pretty tall. How how tall are you? I'm um, 6'3". Wow. So what weight class? Uh, middleweight, 160 pounds. Uh, how many amateur fights? Uh, I don't know exactly because we lost my book a few times, but probably like two, like 200, 200 something. What? Yeah. That's a lot. Oh, yeah. Bro, for context, Keith Thurman had about 120 amateur fights, so that is a lot. How many nationals? Um. Uh, just just two two nationals but i've been i fought uh what is it i started fighting the week after i turned 8 so just a lot of a lot of my fights came from like st louis boxing in just st louis okay so you're originally from st louis uh yes sir okay you pull any inspiration from let's start i guess with spinks uh, no 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 excuse me uh is it Corey? yeah, yeah i the said Spinks it right. brothers 90 yeah, seconds uh yeah i mean a little bit but honestly i don't I don't watch much boxing. I didn't watch much of them, honestly. So how'd you get into it if you don't watch it? Uh, my grandpa and my dad, they box. Um, Professionally just, or just? No, my grandpa, the farthest he went, I think he fought in like the 19-something Olympic trials. But just growing up, I uh, my grandpa or my grandma and everyone in my family would tell me stories about how my grandpa and my dad boxed. So I just that's how I wanted to get into it. It's crazy. I'm getting like uh, I'm about to ruin his name too, but I think it's I think it's a uh, Tristan Karouf vibes. I'm getting. Do, has anyone said you look like him? Oh no? yeah, they yeah. have. Okay. No, yeah. Uh, I fought him when I was like uh, what? When we were like ten years old, or maybe even younger. Than well, that. you do like, have the height to fight him, but yeah. he's like a freaking. What is he like? Heavyweight or cruiserweight now? Uh, I maybe like I'm not sure. Honestly, I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's huge. <laughs> I think he's, he's huge, training yeah. with um, Ronnie Shields. Yeah. So St. Louis, um, what about Devin Alexander? Oh uh, yeah, I I mean I watch him a little bit, but uh, no, I, I don't watch much boxing honestly. <laughs> I really don't. Wow, man! And, and again, so you got into it because of your family and your, your, your you said your grandfather. Uh yeah, my grandpa uh, Ted Welch he boxed. Wow. So uh, what gym did you walk into? Did who brought you there? Like. Uh, my uncle, my, they're my guardian, my aunt and uncle, Gary and Kathy, they, uh, brought me down to, uh, I just told them one day I want to box and they brought me into, uh, Kirk Douglas in House Springs, 
uh, House Springs, Missouri. They brought me in there when I was seven years old, and I really just fell in love with it after that. And um, tell us some of the names you might have got some sparring with. And, and, and when did you transition to Las Vegas, or are you only here to get work? Uh, no, I actually just moved here like six days ago. Oh, wow. You're, new, you're as new as me. I got like three weeks. No, yeah, I'm just not getting used to it, honestly. I don't know. Can you use the word getting used to it without feeling the summer heat yet? Oh, uh, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I really haven't. Everyone's saying the heat, the heat, but I, I haven't really felt it that much yet. But uh, Yeah, th- not yet. They say August yeah. is the the hell month. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but how's been uh, the sparring and the training? I mean, that has to be different because this is like a, a boxing city. Oh, it's so it's a lot, lot better out here. You know, in St. Louis, it's like I grew up fighting the same same few people mm-hmm. you know out, coming out here we just went to the top rank gym to get some sparring uh, uh i think it's called like city boxing that's where we've been uh that's where i've been training at like every morning but it's just a lot what city athletic or honestly i'm not sure i think it's called city the one keller plant trains yeah, at yeah, okay yeah. city athletic uh yeah it's just a, i can tell it's like a lot more elite sparring out here i'm, I'm liking it nice 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 and uh, what are some of the differences you 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 found uh, from being out here opposed to being in uh, St. Louis outside of the sparring? Um, the air, you know, just I could tell. I definitely, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't getting like real, real tired, but I could definitely tell like this. The air out here is definitely a little more, a little different than uh, being in St. Louis. So have you ran Mount Charleston already? Oh uh, yeah. Oh no. no. No, I haven't. I have not. Hmm. What happened? Isn't that like the big thing for fighters for the high altitude training? No, yeah, uh, I my coach just hasn't took me out there yet, but I'm sure. I mean, this I I'm just now getting used to being out here, so uh, I'm sure here soon we'll uh, be getting out there. So your trainer also relocated with you? Uh, no, out here I'm training with Chris Ben. Okay. Yeah. So how has that been? That has to be a transition. Oh yeah. I, uh, I, I like it a lot, you know. Chris is a cool dude, and uh, we get along. And the so what I've done with him so far, I'm liking it. You know, um, I can tell he's a. Uh, I feel like it's a lot more elite, elite training. You know. So, you lived in St. Louis. Did you leave your car back there? Did you not have a car? Do uh, you yeah. find it as a struggle being without one, or what's what? Because you know, I had to. I, I I got my cars brought in, man. I was like, I was not. I started taking Ubers to work. I'm like, this is crazy. Twenty five dollars an Uber. No, yeah, my uh, like I said, I've only been out here six days. My uh, parents, I left my car back in St. Louis, but mm. my parents are about to uh be driving it out, and they're gonna just fly back home. Oh, okay, I'm not sure when they're bringing it out though, but it has been uh, I've been hating not having a car, you know, just. I bet, man. Yeah. I I went through it. So how how many hours is that ride? Mm, I think it's like twenty two or wow. 20. 24 maybe it was 34 for me oh, i came from goodness. florida for this job oh, yeah. and i had to bring uh two dogs so mm. i had to drive my car because oh, yeah. i couldn't find anybody to just drive my dogs up here plus you know they're your dogs you know mm. are they gonna treat them the way you want yeah so uh man shout out to your parents they're gonna make that trip for you that's a good support system no oh, yeah and uh and there's no ac in the car so. what 
It's like, uh. No, champ. No. <laughs> Tell them fix that shit know, before they I come. Know. You kidding me? It's freaking. Las They're Vegas. the real MVPs. You know that, right? No, they gonna no, drive no, with no. no AC. First of all, you want to get it fixed out there because I'm sure out here they're going to charge you more to fix AC because they know you need that motherfucker. No. Oh, yeah. Get that fixed out there. Maybe it's just like, uh, hopefully there's a leak in the in the, in the hose. You could just pour some Freon in that bitch. Oh, no. Don't come out here without AC. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Poor family. I mean, so many. Hey, hey, remember when <laughs> I had no AC? Right I had no AC and I picked you up. Oh, my like, God. Wisconsin, it's cold there. It's not warm. You was dying. <laughs> I was dying in his car. And then my co-host, he's actually at the uh, Earl Spence fight, right? Yeah. But his car has no heat. So I've been here oh, since November. Man. he been driving me around car freezing. I'm like, nah, man, what's going on with y'all? Yeah, now fix that AC, Chan, before it gets crazy. So uh, you said what weight? Uh, middleweight. Well, 160. 160. Wow. Yeah. So who, what, what's some of the names? Only six days, though. So have you just? how many did you take to get acclimated, or are you already, like, training? No, I mean, we've just been – I haven't even – I sparred one time. I don't know the kid's name, but uh, I've, I've only trained, like, four days out here so far. You know. I'm, wow, but four out of six? That's yeah. So you took, like, no, no time to relax. No, I just came out here – Slept one night and then we woke up the next morning and got to training. Nice, very eager then. Yeah. And w- w- how old are you? Uh, nineteen years old. Oh, super young. So yes, you got sir. your whole career. I ahead turned of nineteen. Nice. In, I turned nineteen in January. Uh, and have you had any fights or you're waiting to make a pro debut? Um, right now the date for my pro debut is May twenty first in Orlando on uh Bali Sports, the Bali Sports card. So you're not on the um. Uh, Influencer card, right? Uh, no, sir. Okay, no. okay. Um, I see Bally Sports, man. They're they're doing a lot of signing. They're pretty. They're doing their thing uh, in terms of shows as well. They're starting to put on a lot of shows. That's good for you. Uh, have you ever been to Florida? Um, I went to I when I was like twelve or thirteen. I went to Panama City for okay. a vacation, but besides that, no. Looking forward to it. Oh yeah, very excited. Very more excited. about the fight or being in the state. What? Uh, for the fight, I'm real excited for my pro debut. You know, I've been one to, I've been dreaming about this since I was a kid. When was that last amateur fight? Uh, I think it was in, it was at a national tournament. Where was it? What state were we in? Uh, I can't even think about what state we were in. Uh, it was just at the last uh national Cleveland. Oh uh, yeah, Cleveland. Yeah. How long ago was that? Uh, that wasn't that. That wasn't that long ago. But I mean, was that the one in Shreveport? Oh, yeah, Shreveport. Yeah, that's oh, where it Shreve- was, okay. Shreveport, Louisiana. Okay. So, man, wait. That, that, that was, was like six that, months ago. Then. Yeah, that wasn't that long ago. Yeah. What, yeah, six that, months ago? Um, I think probably that was last year. Sooner, uh, probably earlier than that, honestly. I don't know if it was six months ago. Yeah, I mean, that was that was pretty soon because all the that other the gyms. Most, that was the most recent one. Mm. And Milwaukee all went to that. A lot, a lot of uh, people going to nationals off that. I think, like I told you, four, four of those girls won nationals from Wisconsin. I got James Valdez in San Antonio, Texas says, uh, you don't watch boxing. Do you watch other sports? If so, what's your thing? Basketball, football, or golf? Um, honestly, I don't I don't watch much sports. You know, I've been everyone's been telling me I gotta start watching I, and I have been. I gotta start watching a little more boxing, but I don't watch much T V or anything at all, you know. I'm I don't know. Do you at least watch tape of your opponent? Um not much. No, I mean some. We record my fights. I, I watch my fights after I, uh, after I most. I honestly just watch my national fights. Honestly. And what are you looking for when you're playing them back? 
Uh, just, is it just for entertainment to see how you looked, or, or are you no, assessing just yourself? Learning. I'm definitely uh, just seeing what I can work on, seeing what I can do a little better. and Because uh, I feel like that definitely helps watching yourself box. And uh, I don't know. It's def- I'm not just watching it for fun, no. Mm-hmm. So how'd you link up with Mike Leonardi? Uh, he's, uh, what was it? I went to um, the 2020, 2021 or 2020 Golden Gloves, and he seen me, he seen me boxed on there. And uh, after my fight, he came up to me, and we were talking a little bit. And then in Shreveport, he went down there, and he, got to, he only got to see one of my fights at the Golden Gloves. So after we talked, he, we met up down at Shreveport, and he watched, like, four of my fights. And I think it was after the third night, uh, I knocked a kid out down there, and he, after that, um, he took us out to dinner, me and my coach, and we just got to talking, and uh, I lo- he liked me, and I liked him, and he watched me fight in the finals the next day. I came up short, but uh, after that, he just stayed in touch, and ended up I ended up signing with him. Nice. Do you think it's a generational thing? Because I got some young amateurs in my gym, and they, they don't watch boxing. It's crazy to me. You guys, like, nah. they don't watch, and they're, you know, they're, they're talented, but... I ask him. I have to tell him to go watch certain fights when I see them doing certain things. Like, nah, we don't. We don't even watch boxing. No, yeah, and it might be because uh, I don't know. I just never really have got the only person I really do watch. Uh, what a uh, Roy Jones Jr. Before all my, I don't know. He, there's this like highlight video, and it just it pumps me up watching him. Roy Jones Jr. Before my all my fights. That's like the only other person I would watch, honestly. So you're not gonna watch Earl Spence versus Ugas unification oh. bout this no, weekend I, I on pay per view because I've been hearing so much about that. I am, I am. You've been hearing a lot about it. What out here or just in general? Just out here. Since I came out here, like everyone being in these gyms, everyone's talking about it. What gyms have you frequented so far? Uh, we just went to the the top rank okay gym, and then uh, what is it? Dang, he took that, you straight to. Yeah, Top that, rank, huh? That uh, city box, city, city boxing. boxing, yeah. Okay, two big gyms. City boxing is huge. I was there last Saturday. That thing is huge. Oh no, I like. Oh yeah, way in St. Louis we had a little uh, pole barn, small gym, and out here I was amazed. I was like, goodness, three or two rings, two yeah. big rings that stand up off the ground, everything. Yeah. Like, damn, like yeah. seven. And, and on the other side, it's like. Low oh, yeah. one one oh, elevated yeah, three and rings, yeah. yeah, no, it's okay. four. It's one ground level, another elevated. Then on the other side is two more elevated. Man, oh. it's crazy. Oh yeah, um, with tons of bags. Yeah, it's a really big gym. Shout out to them. Um, so any fighters other than Roy that you look up to or you pull kind of I don't know inspiration and or moves from. Mm. Uh, Muhammad Ali. I was. I always looked up to him. I was born on the same day as Muhammad Ali. Oh, wow. So was, that was like. So you uh, were destined. Yeah, I mean something. <laughs> something. But uh, honestly, no. I did just Roy Jones Jr. I guess you know. And I watched Floyd Mayweather growing up a little bit, but I feel like that's everyone. Six three, man. Um, is it difficult to make one sixty? I mean, you haven't officially started to make one sixty for the pros. So what what weight were you fighting as an amateur? I was fighting sixty five, and no, it's not it's not too hard. I mean, I'm walking around at like sixty three. Oh, oh, so you might not even win your first title at sixty. You might end up being a fifty four pounder. You think or no? Mm, or uh, I don't I don't know honestly. But right now we're just looking at one sixty being a middleweight. I mean, if you one sixty three. You know you need to get down. No, or honestly, no. I'm, but I'm just coming down. Like I was at like 167, and but I was eating whatever I want. Now that I'm down here in Vegas, I've been eating good. 
Nah. And you're going to be training more. I bet you, you'll see that weight oh, going to yeah. drop off. You're going to end up, I'm telling you. Because, like, let's say you were going to fight at middleweight. Until you get a title shot, you're going to be weighing in, like, 163, 164. So, you know, if you're yeah. already walking at that rate, I, I'm sure, you know, as you pick up the training, start running the mountain, oh, yeah. you might end up being in the 58s. And you're like, well, wait a minute. You know, because so, you want to take advantage. You want to use those. Adv- you're so big. Look at Fundora. Fundora's bigger than you, and he's at 54. Oh yeah. You don't. You don't know Fundora, do you? I don't. I don't. Lord have oh, mercy. No, I don't. You're so lie. big. You gotta watch this guy. He just be Erickson Lubin. Tell me, you know Lubin. I'm not. I, Mike, when I saw, what is wrong with you, you, Mike? I, I'm, I don't watch boxing. I'm telling How? You. These guys are like in and around your division and they're like almost, they're on the cusp, man. No, I know. Like, and I, I, I'm going to. I, I got to, everyone tells me. I, no, I, I guess, I, I, I don't know. I guess the, it, it, it makes him innocent. I don't know. Does it, is it better not to know? I mean, to be honest, like I said, my kids, they don't, they don't watch it either. Like mm. they come to the gym and box and love boxing, but don't watch boxing. Like when I yeah, talk about I'm the fights we talk day. about, I love it, but, they're yeah. like, they're like, who? Like, honestly, my kids only, just because they're Mexican, if you say Canelo, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, Canelo. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe even Ryan, because he's, you know, that generation. But, um, yeah, they, they just don't watch it. So I got a question for you. So now with the nutrition and, and eating better, have you ever thought about nutrition before this, like fighting in the amateurs? Um, are you aware of it, or are you coming out here now? Because, like, what he's saying you can go down in the weight, especially if you're eating properly and the right things and have someone sh- who shows you how to really do it and tweak your body the way you want. You know, back in St. Louis, honestly, I really didn't, like before nationals, I'd really start paying attention to what I'm eating. But like just for a little local St. Louis fight or something like that, I really wasn't paying attention to what I was eating. And now that I'm out here and I just really t- been taking it serious, taking my eating serious while I've been out here, you know, um, I can definitely tell it's the weight is just starting to come off a lot. I, this is my first time really ever taking it serious like that. Let me get a screen share, Austin. Uh, so was this just the confidence? Was it because of the opponent? Is this your style? Because oh no, uh, I just like that little clip. I don't know. And see, oh that I like that little part right there. Uh, my little. You see the feet? Yeah, I seen you do that, the Ali shuffle. Yeah, that was. That but was that's nice. what I'm saying. Like, is this your style? Do you fight with your hands down? Are you that confident? Oh no, I, d- I don't usually fight with my hands down like that. I was just styling on. I don't know. Yeah, I just thought it was a nice little clip. And I mean, it was a nice clip after, but you did it in the fight, so you know the confidence to do this had to come from somewhere because this is like if you keep looking, you're you're fighting him completely with your hands down. Like, look, this is a whole nother one here. No, yeah. What is uh? What but is Ali's confidence? What is Ali's grandson weight? Nico Ali. I think he's my weight. Uh oh. So, so I, so I want to bring it up. Huh? Right, so I'm bringing that up. You've been thinking about this, huh? <laughs> sure, you you like oh oh you Ali's grandson, but I'm born on a day. I mean, <laughs> hey, that's what I was gonna bring up since you know I seen the little shuffle there. Is that a is that a fight? Because obviously he's only a few fights in, and, and you're starting. Is that a fight that you? You'd be no, looking yeah. to try to get sooner yeah. than later. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. That'd be real cool to be able to fight him and see that little uh, Ali. That I wasn't doing that. Like that's just me. Like what I'm. I was just doing what's comfortable. You know, I didn't do that because Ali or nothing. Like <clears throat> I don't know. Let me get a screen share. So this is this is you working a bag. 
Oh yeah. No, I just posted that a few days ago, but this was like I think I was like uh I was like 17 or something. Oh, so this is old. Yeah. You're giving us some throwbacks here. Yeah. So you're saying you don't look like this anymore? Uh no. Or I mean, I guess so. It wasn't too too long ago, but What are those are those the pink hyperdunks too? Yeah. yeah. The new ones. <laughs> Oh yeah, I love those new ones too. I haven't got a pair. I still got the old, the two old ones. No, I know. I just tried getting a pair. I, I'm trying to get a new pair of them because mine that I have right now are dusted and uh, I can't. Those find, can't find them. No. Oh yeah, I tried. these are dusted. And yeah, actually, that wasn't that long ago, I guess, because them them were came out like the 2021 shoes or something. Mm. But uh, yeah, I destroyed them. That ground that I was boxing on right there, just uh, it was like sand. It was like uh. Concrete that was unfinished. Oh, so, so it's, it's wearing them out too fast. Oh, it killed them. Killed them. Uh, and I'm sure you don't know McKellar Mayer because you don't watch boxing. No, sir. Let me see if I can find a picture of hers because they only make these in women's, which is corny. Mm-hmm. They need to make these in men's because they are the best looking. Uh, man, Kayla, how do you even spell? Is it MLA? How do you spell McKellar's name? Or M-A-Y? Michaela? M-A-K- a-Y-L-A? Eric, no, that's the wrong, Michaela. All right. Let me try Mayor. There we go. You just got to hit him up, Ness. You got you got some juice now. You got to hit him up, get the custom pair. Nah, I wish. Look, these are all black. She got the big uh, the oh, Air yeah. Max with the bubbles. Oh, yeah, them are fire. But they only make them in women's. They wowing, man. Yeah, them are nice. And she got every color. They got them, uh, some other. Let me see if she'll find another picture. She got some other ones that are like white with purple. Yeah, that. see, that's what I, for my pro debut, that's why I want my colors to be white with uh, white. Well, here goes go some purple. with the green air bubbles she got right here. They crazy. They need to make these for men, man. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I seen those. Them are nice. You know, I've been. I like the Nike, the Nike shoes. Yeah, these know, are all, Nike. All, yeah, I know all uh, Nike boxing shoes. I've been liking them. Let me see if it's another pair. Don't show it. Nah, she don't show it. All right, Austin. Whatever. You get the drift, though. So, are you into sneakers? Uh, I mean, not too, too much. Not like sneakerhead, but yeah, I mean, I like keeping some decent sneakers. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not kind of a sneakerhead. I don't know. So what? So what? what what's going to be your big purchase if you're not a sneaker guy? What? Mm. What's the first thing you're going to do? Is it a car? Is it a house? Mm, uh, I'm not sure. I probably want like a somewhere for me to stay, an, a house, nice house. Yeah, or like an apartment or something. Or I just want to invest my money, but I haven't really thought about it much. I'm not going to buy a car right off. I have a 2013 Ford Fusion. Uh, I'm not too sure, honestly. Probably. Mm. So are, are are you a guy that wants space and land or would you be, you know, a minimalist and you want less maintenance and you'll get a condo? Mm, I want land. Okay. I do want land. Uh, I want to have like a pond. I want to be able to fish. Oh, I'll, so yeah. you want you you're not living in Vegas long. You're mm. going to have a big house somewhere else and come train in Vegas. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Because wow. yeah, I, I don't know about ponds in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> you nah, gonna get you a man-made yeah. pond, bitch? Yeah. Gonna dry up. <laughs> hey, my my uncle had one of those, like a huge one. Uh, him and his wife they moved, but I'm talking when I say that to get around on their property, mm-hmm. they literally had golf carts and this man-made pond. Like you go in there, they put their own fish in there, but nah, them yeah, fish would awesome. bite you. Oh, you know what I'm saying? They even had a little uh, thing in the middle where you could jump off of. But like the maintenance that goes with that, it's crazy. 
yeah. crazy. No, I could imagine, especially out here. That water got to be drying up. Um, but uh, so you know, wait, you did say May. What's the date for the pro debut? Uh, May twenty first, twenty first, twenty first. Oh wow! So you're about forty something days out. Yes, sir. Feeling ready? Oh yeah, real. Oh yeah, excited, ready. Uh, I mean, I've been waiting for this for a long, long time now. And do you know the opponent, or is it still TBA? Mm, I I don't know who we're fighting yet. Does that make it difficult for you, or is it you're used to that because of the amateurs? You just show up anyway. Yeah, just show up, and I'm ready to fight whoever. True, yeah. true. Well, uh, you want to give out your social media for anybody that isn't following? You can do so. Uh, I will try and screen share just in case they aren't. Um, on Instagram, Jamar.Pemberton, and um, just all my stuff, Jamar Pemberton. Or I'm happy to see you put your first name. I have so many fighters that like quick draw. And oh, no, yeah, yeah. Pound for pound <laughs> slugger. And it's like, bro, no one knows you yeah, by that I shit. Know. We're going to be Googling Jamar Pemberton, <laughs> yeah, not oh, fucking yeah. too slick. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, put yeah. that later. But your nickname is J Money. Yes, sir. Where does that come from? Uh, it just my friends started calling me J Money when I was a, I'm not sure just when I was a kid I always kept a little money on me I don't know just always <laughs> <laughs> I don't know all right been, all it's right been my name f- for a so while. you know Darius Darius Green no uh, I can't pronounce Fulgum Fulgum um, maybe I, Olympian I think he was like mm. cruiserweight let me give you a screen share hold on Austin got him ah. Uh, no. No? Or scroll down. Let me see a picture of him. Mm, he looks familiar, but no, I, I don't know him. Oh, okay. I, I seen him following you. I'm like, oh, y'all must know each other. I know. I'm, I'm not well, sure. He watching, champ. You better start watching boxing. He watching <laughs> you. Yeah. Look look at him. He tra- he, he sparring F.A. Apucci right here, man. This dude's a fucking oh, yeah. animal. Oh, yeah. So he watching you, champ. I don't know. He, he I see. I was just sh- screen sharing your, your your social media, and he's like, he's following. I'm like, oh, I didn't know y'all knew each other, but I guess not. He coming for you. Nah, fuck with you. <laughs> nah, you but, gotta watch though. You gotta yeah, watch. You gotta because, watch. Listen. It'll change once he gets out here. He'll see because I see. Oh, yeah. I see Johnny Rice following you too. Have you met him, the heavyweight? Uh no, sir. Man, look at that. People just following you, champ. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good because Johnny Rice is uh, out of Bones Adams. He's a heavyweight. Just beat Michael Polite. He's doing his thing. So they are watching you, man. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and take a quick intermission. Take this picture with uh, Jamar, and we will be right back. Ladies and gentlemen. Yes, that was a great interview. Great day, great day of boxing talk right here on TBV. Um, let's see, do we got any Discord? Who's on Discord? Who's ready to rock out? Someone right there. Who's that? James Payne. James Payne Lee. Speaking of James Payne, man, shout out to him. He actually, their card this weekend has my guy Julio Garcia fighting. That's the first time I cornered a pro fighter, Julio okay. was there. Uh, that's it. You know what? Actually, that's the night that uh, Andy Ruiz shocked the world. Mm. I was out in California. Uh, Devin Alexander got uh, beat by Red Catch that night. Whoa. That's what, Whoa. What you mean Devin got beat by Red Catch? 
No, nah, Devin Alexander. Oh, Alexander. Wow. Yeah, yeah Alexander. Yo, even yo. though you're saying Alexander, I'm hearing Haney. Like, what are you nah, talking nah, about? Nah, nah. <laughs> but I think that's dope that he got Julio uh, up on the card from Madison, Wisconsin. So yeah. that's cool. Shout out to the gentleman. That is dope, man. That is dope. Um, So yo. who's that? James, what up, James? I'm sorry. What's poppin'? We can skip the intro, man. You know what I'm saying? It's me, it's me checking in from the great state of Tennessee. It's your boy James P A Y E N E, Mr. Lethal himself. And you know, like I know the best part of waking up. Yes, sir. Yeah, I know the slogan, man. T B V and my mm mm cup. And shout out to the T B V alumni made this slogan world famous. Man, what's popping, gentlemen? How we doing? That's the Gills. My what guy, up? The problem. What's popping, man? I see you. your flight made it safely. Hey, are you end up looking real good under the bright lights, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I ain't slept yet, though. I ain't going to lie. I couldn't sleep on the four-hour yeah. ride because I'm scared as fuck of flying. I'm not going to lie. That Word? Shit was, bro, I'm the dude in the seat for hours just gripping and really mm. worried about it. And then I got oh, here, man. and my guy picked me up, and it was just like, my flight was late, so, you know, I was like, I ain't taking no nap. I might as well just stay up and ride it through. Yeah, just rock out, just rock out. Well, I mean, hey, man, that's what's up, man. You do, you, you definitely holding it down up there in place of Rain Walk, who uh, represent TBV strongly down in Dallas, I'm sure, man. Just wanted to chime in, man. Um, <clears throat> and and we, we, we ready, man. Tomorrow is going down. You know what I'm saying? It's a big day of boxing. Not only will uh, AR's homeboy uh, Julio Garcia be fighting to Michael Harris on the TriStar card here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, but we got the the big the big gunners, man, Ugas and Spence. I already gave my prediction on this fight, but I would like people to stop disrespecting Ugas. And I mean, yeah, man, he beat an age Pacquiao, but we need to remember he beat Pacquiao with one arm. He was. Um, like handicapped in their fight and still held it down, man. So I mean, Ugas is a credible opponent. He's a world champion. I don't think guys win world championships on accident. I think you actually win them, regardless of we respect the caliber of the champion. He's still a champion. Prime example: Paulo Malinaji was a welterweight world champion, and people questioned his power. They had all type of questions about him, but he was a world champion nonetheless. So, I mean, man, I'm enjoying the content. Y'all have had spectacular interviews the past few days. Uh, man, Hall of Fame candidate-type interviews, man. So, I'm loving what TVV is doing. I was talking with Matt and Dan last night, and they're going to try to make some arrangements where we can do a TriStar invasion on Sticky Paws uh, in the month of May. We're trying to get it together. So, uh, hopefully, y'all can make some room and, and welcome us in while so with that being said, man, I'm going to get to some other callers, but y'all know what this is, man. This is the illest, trillest, dopest boxing podcast in the entire galaxy, man. Let me see. Let me make sure we still. Okay, yeah, that's the one right there, too. Yeah, third rock still, man. Third rock from the sun. The TBV reigns supreme. So James Payne, Letha checking now. It's a beautiful day in Tennessee, man. Y'all be blessed out there in Vegas. All right, champ. We got Oscar in San Antonio. Oh no, we don't. That you mind? You need to refresh. All right, that's everybody. That's GTO Instagram and Twitter. Let me double check these uh, super chats. We last stop at Chuck Supremacy. Chuck Supremacy, uh, and we got Mirin Floco who says one more sleep. Hashtag Ugas versus Spence. Blue heart emoji. 
glove emoji, big fish emoji, Puerto Rico flag. Texas, or was that Cuba? Hmm. Is it red stripes for Puerto Rico or blue? Uh, nah, blue, I believe it's blue stripes. No, it's blue. Yeah, blue with the red stripes. Just look at Captain America. His his armor looks like the Puerto Rican flag. Mm. Texas Bulldog Watson says seven tickets purchased. Bud fans hate Spence doing numbers. Um, 100 emoji, big fish emoji, fire emoji. I don't get what he meant by seven tickets purchased. What do you mean? You bought seven for your family and you're saying that that means that Spence is doing big numbers? Because it would have been better to have like a few zeros attached to that. But that is everyone. Nest GTO, we back tomorrow. Some live fight chats will be here for uh, not only Connor Ben, but also for mm, can't remember. <laughs> oh, Earl. Right. I was like, card. <laughs> we've been talking the whole time. And the whole freaking card. We'll be back for that. Peace. Uh, one more thing before we go. Uh, Shout out to my son, little Adrian, because I know you're going to kill me when I get home if I don't shout you out. Um, Black Man Jones on Instagram. Um, that's about it. All right. I'll be with Archie, people. Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, hey, I'm no settler, I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today.